With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. Paul said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Father God, I pray that you would um, that you'd meet with us this morning, Lord. I, I ask this every Sunday. I'm not trying to be repetitive, Lord, I, I, but it's something I desire greatly, and that is for you to be able to dwell in the midst of your church. You said in your word, Jesus said that where two or three are gathered together, you'd be in the midst. And I believe that was referencing the church. We see that in Revelation chapter 1, where you stand in the midst of the candlesticks. Lord God, our greatest fear is that the candlestick of this church would ever be removed. Lord, we want to be used of you, and we want to be evangelistic. We want to be submitted to your righteousness. Now, Father, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts through this book and through your Holy Spirit. Help us not to quench him or to grieve him. Father, that we would look to our hearts in need of change. Fire us up this morning, Father. Fire us up. Put a hedge of protection around this place. In Jesus' precious name, amen. It's the 4th of July tomorrow, and I am not commanded in Scripture, which, by the way, is our sole example for everything that we do. It is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. And I've said this over and over, that God exalts his word above the very name of Jesus Christ in the book of Psalms. So his word must be our final rule in God. And I am not commanded to preach according to the nationally recognized holiday of my country in this book. But I have found that both Jesus Christ and the Apostle Paul used illustrations in their sermons that reflected the culture. In regards now, by the way, when I say that, I'm not saying that they reduce their messages to the culture. It just reflected the culture. All right? This idea that culture dictates to the church and dictates to people what must be preached and how we should present the gospel is false. It's wrong. And that is why the churches suffer today because they've acquiesced to a culture that rejects Jesus Christ for pleasures. They've become lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Is that not true? What is, what is the one thing churches present today more than anything? We have programs for your children. We have fun. We have games. And I guarantee never to go over 30 minutes in my message. <laughs> that was just for you. In regards to Independence Day, I believe I am compelled 
to preach a message that is relevant to the holiday for several reasons. I'll give you three reasons, and then we'll get right into Romans chapter 10. Number one, our nation used to be a nation that feared God from the pilgrim's landing to its fight for independence and its founding. In the very Declaration of Independence, the, the, just, just the beginning of it, it says, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impelled them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Within the very first words of the Declaration of Independence, our forefathers, and you can read their works, acknowledge God the creator. They even acknowledge Jesus Christ. Our nation used to be a nation that feared God from its very inception. Hence the reason why this nation experienced so many great revivals, especially after the Revolutionary War. The second reason why I feel compelled to preach a message that is relevant to the holiday is that God has shed so much grace on America with many great revivals. There is much recorded on the great revivals that swept through our nation primarily after the Revolutionary War. And what many do not realize is that the United Kingdom believed in a state church that controlled all others. Of this sentiment carried over into Americas. And once the establishment was gone after the war, Baptists especially experienced great revival and growth as well as others. I have a book here that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. This is um, uh, American in Crimson Red. And there are many books, by the way. Another great book is uh, written by William Grady, and that is What God Hath Wrought. You can look those up on your own spare time. But in this book, I want you to notice something here. Let's see, page 332 or 334. So for the first 35 years of this conflict, as we've seen the Baptists waged war on the establishment. And in New England, in 1758, the Baptists had roughly 30 churches. By the year 1793, there were at least 325 churches in New England, representing over 25,000 persons. For the rest of the country was another example of the Book of Acts kind of growth. According to the Aspen Register of 1790 from the eastern shore of Virginia to the Great River of Mississippi, 879 Baptist churches were now flourishing with 1,171 preachers and 64,975 members with a great new harvest about to commence. And I've got lists and lists, guys, of, of, of examples of great revival. Here's the excerpt from Jim Beller's book. It said, with the establishment gone, all Christian denominations, not just Baptists, that believed and practiced experimental religion experienced unprecedented growth following the Revolutionary War. Great revivals swept through this country. Thousands saved. God shed his grace on this nation. One of the neatest things that came to pass after the War for Independence was that Congress approved the publishing of the King James Bible by Robert Aitken. 
1782, it was printed with an American imprint. The King James Bible is the only Bible ever recommended by the U.S. Congress, and you can be sure that this will never be changed. <laughs> Two men besides Robert Aiken took on the printing with Ernest, and they were Isaiah Thomas, not the basketball player of Massachusetts, and Isaac Collins of New Jersey. Thomas actually allowed his editions of the King James Bible to be purchased with either, and I quote, wheat, rye, Indian corn, butter, or pork. He was so anxious to get the Bible into the hands of the people, and yet there was a cost of printing, and he knew that most of those people couldn't afford it, so he said, look, I'll take wheat, I'll take Indian corn, I'll take your pigs, whatever. You, if, you, if you want to give me something, I'll give you the Bible. I just want to get the Bible to you. Collins, Isaac Collins, had over 10,000 Bibles printed between 1788 and 1791. Interesting note was that he had his own children proofread those Bibles 11 times. And when it was all said and done, only two errors were found. One, a broken letter, and two, a misplaced punctuation. God shed his grace on this nation following the Revolutionary War, the War for Independence. In that, the Congress approved of the printing of Bibles, actually sanctioned the purchasing of Bibles. We ended up publishing and printing our own Bibles, and they were King James Bibles. And from that, with the Word of God getting into the hands of the common folks, the revivals began to grow. The third reason why I feel compelled to preach on this subject is that Americans are forgetting this. As I said in Sunday school, a fellow by the name of Mark Dice, he's no Christian by any means, but he did a video, and he's done several videos, where he interviews American youth, and he asks them simple questions like, why was America's war for independence fought? Who are we trying to gain independence from? And 90% of the young folks had no idea. These were college graduates. He asked them to name forefathers. They couldn't name one. The best they could come up with was Martin Luther King Jr. and Abraham Lincoln. Neither one of them fought for America's independence. All right? You do understand that. Neither one of those men fought for America's independence. In fact, all Martin Luther King Jr. gave us was riots. R-I-O-T-S. Not rights, riots. That's neither here nor there, guys. That's all our young people are growing up with. They're growing up with this idea that Abraham Lincoln was the man who brought independence to our nation. Though so he unified a nation, and he really didn't have the intent of freeing any slaves. But all we're being taught is social justice today, not true righteousness, judgment, and liberty. And Americans are forgetting this. On Monday, June the 27th, Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals Judge Richard Posner who is an ardent advocate for judicial rule by fiat, announced that it was now a waste of time to worry about the Constitution. He said, I see absolutely no value to a judge of spending decades, years, months, weeks, days, hours, minutes, or seconds studying the Constitution. Here, I'm going to stop right here. Let's just say this, guys. He put this in print. That's why the Word of God, this King James Bible, is the more sure word of prophecy. The reason why we have a more sure word of prophecy is because it is scripted. And once things become black and white and on paper, you have more sure word of God. Listen, or you have a more sure word. 
You can have um, word of mouth, but word of mouth is never a more sure word. You do understand that. Even Peter said this. He said, look, I saw Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, but we have a more sure word of prophecy. What is that? The scriptures. So when this judge put this in print, you can't hardly take it back. He said, it's not worth a judge to even spend seconds studying the Constitution of the United States. He said the history of its enactment, its amendments, and its implementation across the centuries, well, just a little more than two centuries, and of course less for many of the amendments, 18th century guys, however smart, could not foresee the culture, technology, etc. of the 21st century, which means that the original Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the post-Civil War amendments, including the 14th, do not speak to today. In short, let's not let the dead bury the living. I feel compelled to preach a little bit on this. When a circuit court of appeals judge tells us that it's not worth studying the Constitution. Now, he did apologize for that statement. I read the apology. He said, you should read the Constitution. It's worth reading. But I don't take back the fact that it really has no value on our society. What do you think he believes about the Bible? Here's something else to consider. His last statement, he said, let not the dead bury the living. You already got that from, right? He got that from the Bible. He got that from the book. Interesting, antiquated, biblical reference. Matthew 8, 22, and Luke 9, and verse 60. This is how today's culture, religious or not, views the Bible and American history. Now let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the Bible. Romans 10, verse 1 says this, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. This passage clearly reveals the heart of the Apostle Paul for his people. This passage shows patriotism in the Bible from a man who had actually been to the third heavens and had seen the glories of God with his own two eyes, and yet he still says, my heart's desire and prayer for my country is that they might be saved. You can see how much heart Paul had for Israel in Romans chapter 9. Go ahead, turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9 and verse 2. Paul said this, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. And verse 3, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Now, if you will read a few verses later in that same chapter, you'll see that he is addressing the nation of Israel. And Paul is saying, look, he says, my heart is that you be saved. He said, I love my country so much. He said, I wish if it were possible that I could be accursed for them, that I could take their plight, that I could pay for their sins, and he could not. Now, Paul's kinsman, according to the flesh, was Israel. And I have to say that neither America nor the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is Israel. How many agree with that? Say amen. Do understand that. But that does not make this passage no less relevant to us, the Gentile church. Remember, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to us. So Paul 
maybe dealing with Israel in this passage, which allows us to know in chapter 9, chapter 10, and chapter 11 of the book of Romans that God is not done with Israel. But it also shows us that patriotism should be a very real issue amongst God's people. We do not forsake our country just because we've got a better one to look forward to. Amen? This passage in Romans 10 and Romans chapter 9 is very relevant to the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, I'm going to give you three points. This is relevant to the people of God, the brethren. Notice in chapter 10 and verse 1, he starts off with this, brethren. This is not referring to Paul's kinsmen according to the flesh. Paul is addressing his church. He's addressing the brethren in Christ. Paul is making a distinction between lost Israel and saved Jew and Gentile. In Romans chapter 9 or nine and verse 3, he said, notice what he puts there. He said, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren. And just so you understood, he was not talking about those that are saved. He said, my kinsmen according to the flesh. You see, the Bible teaches us that there is neither Jew nor Gentile in Christ Jesus right? Romans chapter 10, verse 12, the Bible says, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Galatians 3 and verse 28 says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. But what Paul is doing here is he's saying, look, I have got a heart for my brethren according to the flesh, and I want my brethren according to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to understand this. This is why we have to take note in this 21st century Gentile church. Go to Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1 and verse 13. I hope you don't mind turning around in your Bible here. Romans chapter 1 and verse 13 says this, He said, now I would not have you ignorant, notice the word, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. So when Paul is addressing the brethren in Romans chapter 10, he is talking about not only Jews, but Gentile saved individuals. In Romans chapter 9, he's talking about Israel. So as believers in Christ, we have to look at it in this way. Romans 10 and verse 1 is relevant to you and I. This means we need to take note of this passage. Number two, point number two. Romans 10 and verse 1 is not only relevant to the people of God, the brethren, but it is relevant to our prayer life. It is relevant to our prayer life. Notice Romans chapter 10 and verse 1 again. He said, brethren... My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Let's just take that first statement, my heart's desire. Paul has showed over and over again that this is not a whim or what is expected of him. Think about Romans chapter 9 and verse 1 again. Romans chapter 9 and verse 1 says, I say the truth in Christ, 
I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. What Paul's saying here is, guys, I really do have a heart for national Israel. This is not a joke. This is not, I'm not just saying it because uh, my skeptics are uh, looking at me funny. Remember, the Apostle Paul had preached so hard against the law as works for salvation that the Jewish believers were actually thinking that Paul had left his own country, had forsaken his country. In fact, in one case, Paul preaches in Jerusalem, and he says this to the Jews there. He says, look, he says, God's called me to the Gentile church, but I still have a heart for you. You need to be saved. And they said, you're called to the Gentile church. Paul's no longer a Jew. He's forsaken his country. So Paul was facing all of that. And for some, people would say that Paul was trying to cover up for his calling by simply appeasing the Jewish people, by saying, I really want to see Israel saved, but you know what, if you don't get saved, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. No, Paul's heart, Paul's patriotism was for his country. I never lost it. In fact, you study the book of Acts, you'll find every Gentile city that he would go in, the first thing he would do is find a synagogue, a Jewish synagogue, and go preach to his own people first. He even says in Romans chapter 1, he says, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first, and then to the Gentile. So his heart was for his own people. He preached to the Jews first, every Sabbath. And a lot, a lot of Seventh-day Adventists get this a little confused. They think, well, see, Paul never missed the Sabbath. No, Paul knew where the Jews would be on the Sabbath, and so he showed up to evangelize. And on the first day of the week, he'd meet with the church. Study your Bibles. He had a heart for them. He said, look, I tell you the truth in Christ. I lie not. I have continual sorrow in my heart. In fact, he says, my conscience bears me witness in the Holy Ghost. Now, you can think I'm lying. He said, but you check with God. God can read my heart, and he knows I really do love my country. Do you love your country? Listen. It makes sense for us to gather together on July 3rd and all say, I love America. But do you really love America? Now, remember I said this, this verse, Romans 10.1, my heart's desire and prayer for God is that Israel would be saved. That's not only relevant to the people of God, but it's relevant to our prayer life. Notice the way Paul phrases it. He said, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that Israel be saved. You want to know why he phrases it that way? Because oftentimes our prayers do not reflect our desires. We can audibly say something, guys, to our Heavenly Father and not really mean it. That's why Paul said, no, I'm not only asking God to save Israel, but I really, really, really want to see it. Amen? You see, when your heart's desire aligns up with your prayer life, and God is your witness, because no one here can read your heart. You can't, I can't look into Bob's heart, not for anything in the world, unless you had open-heart surgery. And even if you had open-heart surgery, I probably wouldn't see your thoughts. All I'd see is this really gross thing going boom, boom. Boom, boom, pumping blood, right? But our God can look into your heart. And Paul said, I tell you the truth. He's making a claim. Listen, your heart's desire will always make a claim. 
Everyone makes claims, but is your heart in the claim? He said, I tell you the truth, I lie not. I want to see Israel saved. I want to see Israel saved. And then he says, my conscience bears me witness of this. Meaning this, check with God. Check with God. Now, before you, before you think he could get a pass on it, he could be lying right there. How many remember Ananias and Sapphira? Ananias and Sapphira came in, and all they did was simply lie about the money. They could have given half of the money and said, here's half the money. But what they did was they pretended to be something they were not. And did the Holy Ghost let them get away with it? No, he killed them dead right there. Do you think God's going to let you get away with it? How about this? Dear, dear Jesus, <sighs> dear Jesus, would you please save America? Amen. You think God's going to listen to that prayer? Maybe he won't kill you. Maybe he just simply turn his ear from you. Because he's looking at you going, you don't really mean that. Paul meant it. He said, my conscience bears me witness. Guys, how many times do we turn prayer into a ritual, into a duty, if we pray at all? Right? If we even pray at all. How many here have a prayer closet? How many here have time to actually talk to our Lord God and mean everything that you're saying to our God? body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. 
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right now about America. I mean, God, I, I can't even believe this. I'm, I'm looking at people right now that do not know that God created them. I'm looking at people right now that think that it's okay for a man to dress like a woman and claim that he's a woman and be able to go into a lady's bathroom. Can you imagine our forefathers even thinking of such a thing? Do you realize that George Washington drummed out one of his officers of his army simply for being effeminate? Check it out in your history. He drummed him out. Would have given him the firing squad. Should have given him the firing squad for simply being effeminate and questionable in his morality. In that way, guys. You know, George Washington, by the way, was baptized by Pastor John Gano. You know who Pastor John Gano was? A Baptist preacher. Do you know that? And he wasn't sprinkled, guys. He was dunked. John Cano was heavily influential in the Continental Army at that time. You wonder why? Because Baptists realized the importance of a war for independence. Say, well, why can't we have a war for independence now? Because the nation as a whole no longer fears God. When the nation as a whole cannot fear God nor respect God in its own churches, God will never grant it the right to overthrow tyranny. Instead, what he will do is put his own people into slavery in order to keep them faithful. I know that goes against patriotism, the patriot movement, guys, but it is the fact of the scriptures, it is the fact of history. The less we fear God the more enslaved we must become. Look at Russia. Russia, before it becomes the Soviet Union, had to spend generation of indoctrination within its own public schools in order to convince the kids that there is no God, that we are enlightened gods of our own, and that if we work as a collective, we can build a utopia on the backs of everyone else, everyone on equal footing. And then Joseph Stalin arises out of the ashes as a very rich dictator while the rest of the country remains poor. That's how it works. By the way, no communist country has a poor leader. All communist leaders are rich beyond compare. You think Fidel Castro is poor or even on equal footing with us? You've got another thing coming. The rest of the nation is still driving classic cars, but that's because that's all that's left in Cuba. It's not because they respect cars so much. You and I, we would drive a classic car and go, hey, this is the living. That's all they got. Anyway, that's, that's my rant against communism there, guys. Paul is saying, my heart's desire and prayer. We've got a claim. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. I want to see Israel safe. We have a clear conscience. Paul said, check me out with the Holy Ghost. I'm not lying. He sees my heart. He knows I love my country. And then we have continual sorrow. 
continual sorrow. He said, I have continual sorrow and heaviness in my heart. Go to Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 4. Ezekiel 9 and verse 4. Take a look at this. Ezekiel 9 and verse 4 in your Bibles. Got to move. Got to get to that 30-minute mark. Ezekiel 9 and verse 4. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 4. Don't look at the clocks. I'm already there. Ezekiel 9 verse 4. <laughs> it says this, And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and notice what he says, And set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Let me ask you something, guys. If God were to send his angel through the city of Payson to set a mark on the forehead of every one of the believers who actually were broken and sorrowful for the abominations that are being done in this town, would any of us be marked? Paul said, I have continual heaviness and sorrow for my country. And here's the thing, guys. The Jewish nation at that time were not struggling with adultery. They were not struggling with fornication. They weren't struggling with sodomy. They were struggling with religion without God, without Jesus Christ. So the things they were dealing with back then seems to pale in comparison to what we're dealing with now. But always remember this. When it comes to the United States of America, we may be dealing with all these things and the Jews may have been religious, but it was the Jewish people that said, crucify him. And I guess, guys, that would be the worst thing you could ever say about your Lord Jesus Christ. So even though they were religious and clean, they still desperately needed Jesus Christ like the United States of America does. Amen? Amen. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Now you'll see there in Romans 9 and verse 2, he said, I have continual sorrow and heaviness in my heart. I mean, I'm, I'm really, he said, continually feeling bad. But here's the thing. Paul had a great joy, had great joy and victory in his walk for Christ. But there was always this burden of his. Now notice this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. I want you to see something here. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That means he didn't allow his sorrow for the nation of Israel to consume him. Instead, he just simply made his request unto God. And verse 7, it said, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. This means he allows God's peace to keep his heart sane but it can only stay sane through the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the only source of true liberty, you see. So whilst he had a continual sorrow for his country, the peace of God kept him sane. Instead of walking around depressed, walking around, oh, woe is me, do you see where my country has become? Do you see how far we've gone? Oh, woe is me, but, oh, to God that it, no, he sorrowed in his heart just like a mom and dad would sorrow when their children aren't doing right. But a saved mom and dad, even with children who are not doing right, continues to serve Christ, makes the request known unto God, and lets the peace of Christ keep their minds sane. And then look at the next verse. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, 
whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So here's what the American man does. He's so depressed at what his country is and what's do, what his country is doing. He every morning, like clockwork, gets up and watches Fox News, and then goes to uh, the Drudge Report, and then gets on the Blaze, and then consumes all this bad news and puts more of that junk that the news media, which is nothing but a soap opera for men, right? He puts more of that junk into him than the Word of God, and Paul said. I put everything that's true and virtuous and clean and pure, I fill myself up with that, and I think on those things. Guys, look, I know you want to know what's going on in your country, but you had better equal out or at least uh, surpass the time you spend on the news with this book. Otherwise, you'll lose your mind. You'll lose your mind. Amen? That's how Paul stayed sane. Look at the next verse. It said, these things which I have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. What's he do? He continues in the work of Christ in spite of the country's mess. He said, what I've seen, I do. What you see, if you want the peace of God to rule in your hearts, then get involved in the work of God. I apologize for not calling you about the signs, Miss Deb. But look, guys, you want to keep some peace? Come stand out there on a street corner with us and hold a sign up for a while. Hand out some gospel tracts with us. Go on down to the park on the 4th of July or during Christmas time and hand out some tracts. Go with us on, on Thursday nights and knock on some doors. Or just tell your neighbor about Jesus Christ. Do something for God. Take that old fishing pole of yours and go fishing for men. N- not literally, because they wouldn't be too happy if you hooked him physically. That would, that would bother some guys. You know, whoa, whoa, reel him in. Come on, come on. Hey, if you're to die tonight, do you know for sure you're on your way to heaven? No, but right now I think you're going to die if you don't get this hook out of my arm. Anyways, amen. And verse 10 says this, Philippians 4.10 says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. You see that? How can a people dealing with so much abominable things in this country, with so much darkness, rejoice in the Lord greatly? Those things, because the peace of God keeps your mind sane. And then thirdly, back in Romans chapter 9 and verse 3, not only do we have a a claim and a conscience, a clear conscience, but a willingness to inconvenience oneself for one's country. Romans 9 verse 3, he said, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. We'll get to this in a moment. Listen, guys, maybe we could get... Maybe we could see more people saved if our desire would align itself with God's desire and our prayer life. Psalms 37 verse 4 says this, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. All right, number three, last point. Last point, you ready? Number three. Not only is this passage in Romans 10 relevant to the brethren and relevant to our prayer life, that means your prayers should align up with the desires of your heart, which should align up with God's desires, who then will grant you your desires. But thirdly, This is relevant to our patriotism. All right? This is relevant to our own patriotism for our own nation. Romans 10.1 says this, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Paul identifies his people, and it is Israel. Paul was not being super spiritual. 
by saying he wants to see everybody saved. Paul wanted to see everybody saved, but he favored the nation of Israel. This is reality, guys. Everyone favors something. You do understand that, right? Parents favor their children. Americans favor America. Should they not? That's why we don't want to be a global nation. We just want to be America. Leave us alone. You guys do your things in Africa. You go do your things in the Middle East. We'll do our thing here in America. You say, well, that's, that's isolationism. No, no. America, since the Revolutionary War, guys, sent missionaries across the world. They were never isolated. They sent missionaries across the world, and we still send missionaries across the world to preach the gospel. We're not isolationists. We know exactly what this world needs. When, when America defeated Japan in World War II, do you know what we sent? We sent two things to Japan. Anybody know? Actually, three. We sent builders to help rebuild their city. We sent baseball to entertain them, and we sent missionaries to preach the gospel to them. Now, baseball and missionaries, they kind of go hand in hand. It's a good thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it too much. <clears throat> they wouldn't, Japan, Japanese wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to understand hockey. Okay, besides that, Canadian. Baseball, on the other hand, that's American. We sent baseball missionaries over there, and now they're sending their pro players over here. Anyhow, <clears throat> Paul identifies his people Israel. The reality is we all favor something. And the person who claims that this is not true or they have no true ties or love to anybody, they want to say everybody's saved, is a person who is really not in love with anybody but himself. I, I want everybody to be saved. You don't really believe that. Be specific. Who do you want to see saved? Oh, everybody be saved. Oh, hog fat. Tell the truth. Who do you want to see saved? Well, actually, I just want you to leave me alone so I can live my life. And that's how most people are. Paul said this, I want to see my country saved. Anybody here called to go to the mission field? Then... Don't you want to see your country saved? If God hadn't sent you to some other country and he's put you right here, could you not say with the Apostle Paul, my heart's desire and prayer to God, not just and prayer. You ever, you ever, hear, you ever hear like Anderson Cooper, who's that guy, that gay guy that does the CNN or whatever? Ever hear him say our thoughts and prayers go out to you? He doesn't believe in God. And you notice he doesn't say and prayers to God. He just says, my thoughts and prayers. Prayers to what, Anderson? Just thoughts and prayers. Now, Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that Israel be saved. Now, would it be bad if, if you just put right next to it, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that America would be saved? Would that be wrong? I don't think so. We apply it to ourselves. Paul's desire was to see his neighbors saved. America is my country. I love my country. And I refuse to give up on her. She may be in a hopeless state, but as long as I have breath, my heart's desire is that she'll come to Christ. And I have the responsibility to see that. If Paul was willing to do that. You know, Paul loved Israel so much that he went against the Holy Ghost and went to Jerusalem even though he told them not to. I just got to tell him. And his reason was right. 
His reason was, I just want to tell him about Jesus Christ, but his obedience was wrong. God, just give me another chance. God said, you go to, you go to Jerusalem instead of to Rome like I told you. You're going to go in chains. I've got to tell him, Lord. I've got to tell him. Don't do it. You go. I'm, I'm, and he went just to go tell him. And they about tore him in two. But Paul's attitude was this. I would gladly spend and be spent for you. You can tear my limbs off my body. Give me one more chance. This is why he said, I would, I would that I could be accursed. That means inconvenience. That means to take their place in judgment for them. How many here would be willing to be inconvenienced to get the gospel to the United States of America? Say, well, I got too much to do. And that's why this country has suffered so much. Amen? Look, guys, a preacher is supposed to preach on evangelism, but come on. Can we not see the heart of the Apostle Paul here? This is not, he's not just doing it because that's what he got out of Bible college. Gamaliel didn't teach him this. He's not doing this because um, it's what everybody expects him to do. He's doing it because he really has a heart for his country. How much of a heart do you have for your country? I have so much of a heart that I voted for Ron Paul. You have no heart for your country. And that's nothing against Ron Paul. Well, I have so much a heart for my nation that I'm going to vote for Trump so he can make America great again. You have no heart for this country. Forget about Donald Trump. Forget about Hillary for just a moment and preach Jesus. That is the only thing that will save this nation. This right here. Fiscal conservatism has never saved any country. Only Jesus Christ. Say, but you see, if Hillary gets in, then they'll take all my money away, and they'll take my guns away. And if they take my money and my guns, and they, they legislate me to the hilt, I won't be able to preach Jesus Christ. That is not true. It's true that Hillary will take all those things, but it is not true that she can take your ability and your heart's desire and your prayer to God for this wonderful nation. Amen? Okay, two stories. John Taylor, he was a great American evangelist back in the 1800s. John Taylor uh, preached sweeping revivals across Kentucky and the state of Missouri in the 1800s. John Taylor, um, he believed that the problem with the, at that time, the beginning stages of the missionary movement where preachers would go on deputation and beg for money, he believed that would actually be a detriment to the work. And he said, you men of God, if you truly feel called to go across the world and to the countries and tell people about Jesus Christ or to preach in your own country, he said, just go and do it. That's what he did. He said, especially in America, just go preach and plant churches. Stop begging for money. That's what John Taylor preached back in the 1800s. John Taylor started churches across this country, the southeast and uh, uh, and, and into the Midwest. One particular church in Kentucky that he had started, established, and left a preacher in, had invited him to come back and preach. When he got to the church in Kentucky, he had found that the church for seven years had not seen one person saved nor seen one person baptized in the church for seven years. And he said he was burdened. He, was, he had this heavy burden on his shoulders as to what to preach and how to encourage the people. And you know what verse came to his heart and mind? Romans 10, 1. 
And he got up before the congregation and he preached and he preached to them about the United States of America at the time. And he said they have a zeal for God, but without knowledge. And that, back then, they didn't have the junk that they have today. Let me, let me read to you an excerpt on this subject. See if I can find it. <clears throat> let me read this to you. Uh, John, John Taylor traveled to his old church, Clear Creek. The church had established, he had established many years earlier. The church had not had a single baptism for seven years. Richard Cave was the pastor and had Taylor return at the beginning of this revival season, 1800. Taylor wrote of the first sermon he preached at Clear Creek. He said, I preached from the text, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Soon after, I began a sort of feeling Soon after I began, a sort of feeling overtook me that exceeded anything I ever felt in public speaking. He said, they consisted in a profuse weeping that I could not suppress. And while I made a comparison of the then state of Israel with my poor neighbors, and the whole assembly seemed to reciprocate the same feelings, perhaps there was not a dry eye in the house. And what the Lord did at this meeting broke up all the dancing in the settlement. In that year, 1800, a total of 326 souls were buried in believer's baptism and into the membership of the Wilderness Church at Clear Creek. I have to admit, when I was praying to God for what to preach this morning, I was reading that book, and the title of his message stood out to me, and that's what prompted me to preach with that title. He preached that message to encourage his own countrymen to become evangelical in that church because he knew that a church that is not evangelical, a church, excuse me, that is not evangelistic and not preaching the gospel to their neighbors is a dead and dying church, dead or dying church. He knew that, and therefore he preached Romans 10 and verse 1. Let me give you another story. Jeremiah Vardman, 1817, he was a great soul winner. He was motivated by the terror of the Lord for unconverted souls and, so, and sinners, and so everywhere he went, he told people about the Lord Jesus Christ. He held a preaching meeting on July 4th at the same time of a great barbecue in the local area where respectable young people would gather. And he preached out of 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 12. 1 Samuel 7 verse 12, the Bible says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. What he did was he put out flyers that said, On the 4th of July, we're going to be at the meeting house, and I'm going to preach the word. Bring your children, bring your spouses, bring the whole family, and come hear the preaching. And he said it at the same time of the great barbecue that was going on. When the people showed up, he preached, and the church broke into weeping and crying, not the jerks, not the barking, not the goofy stuff that you hear that happened in the other churches. They just simply repented towards God, and he gave an invitation. Even in those days, in 1817, he proceeded to sing a song and invite sinners and souls to come and pray for their country, because he knew that on July 4th, what better way to acknowledge the independence of Great Britain and the independence of this great nation and to look towards Jesus Christ and see souls saved. I 
love my country. I'm not sure I love it as much as those guys, though. Maybe it was because they were so close to those days. Maybe they could talk to some of the grandpas and elderly generation that had been there for the war and saw the breakaway from the establishment and the tyranny of Great Britain and enjoyed the liberty of being able to preach freely in churches across this nation without having to pay it, a temple tax, if you would, or tax to the government or tax to the local preacher, congregational preacher. Maybe they could understand a little bit more than we do. I don't know, but I know this. Our heart's desire and prayer to God should be the same that Paul had for Israel. Only it should be towards America. And I ask you this, guys. Do you really love America? And do you want to see her saved? Let's all stand. God speaks to your heart. I want to invite you to an old-fashioned altar this morning. Just like the preachers of old, Jeremiah Bartman, will invite church folks, invite sinners, come and talk to the Lord God. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU-band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
had to unplug my mic and uh, plugged it back in, and now the home's gone, and I, you can hear me, hopefully. Okay, welcome to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. And I know you can go there, so that's a good place to go. Uh, I can hear myself on the FM, so I'm hoping I'm going out okay. And I need to try to get into the chat room. Um, We do have a brand new chat room. So for those of you that have been to our chat room, since it is brand new, was just installed last night by Frank, you will need to re-register. And for those of you that have never been to the chat room, you'll need to register. So it's a simple thing to do. You just go to theamericanvoice.com and sign up, put in your, you know, pick a username, put in your real name, uh, which I'm sure you could probably make up, but you do have to put in a real email address. And then you choose a username. You choose a username for the new chat room on theamericanvoice.com. Go ahead and do that and sign up again because it is a brand new chat room that Frank just installed last night. And so I'm having problems for some reason. I cannot get to the site. That's why I'm not in there, but I'm going to keep trying. Um, I don't know why my computer is giving me a problem. Anyway, you just go to theamericanvoice.com and look for the chat link, and then you can uh, go in there. And the chat room is really nice, and it's been upgraded substantially. So now you're able to do a lot of things in there that couldn't be done before. You can post YouTube videos and... You can post links and they're clickable, and you can put files in there from your computer. You can put pictures in there, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know why, but for some reason I cannot get to the website. So it's probably just something going wrong on my end, as usual. Um, But anyway... So that's where you go is theamericanvoice.com to do all those things and check out our new chat chat room and all of its great features. And thanks to Frank for doing that. I know he had to pay about 50 bucks to, you know, get that new chat room. So anyway, um, hopefully everybody will enjoy it a lot more. And it's a good thing to be able to go into the chat room and, and talk to other people of like minds and so happy Independence Day to everybody out there, even though um, we feel like more serfs than, you know, anybody else, I guess, uh, serfs and slaves and all that. And uh, who knows how many more Independence Days there are going to be with all the bad things going on in this world. So I guess enjoy it now while you can. These are, you know, going to be referred to as the good old days in the very near future, I'm sure. Okay, so I I cannot connect. I'm not able to get online. That's the problem I'm having. Um, Anyway, hopefully I'll be able to soon. 
So I'm going to get back into the information from this book I have here called Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams. And the first thing I'm going to talk about tonight is the Miracle Medicine Foods for Kidney, Bladder, and Urinary Problems. Okay, so large urate stones, stones caused by excessive uric acid found in the urinary tract can be dissolved to the simple ingestion of lemon juice, says Dr. Bertrand Bibus, chief urologist, Kaiser Franz Joseph Hospital in Vienna. He says that such stones have been dissolved by having patients drink the juice of one or two lemons a day. It was effective in about 50% of all cases of large urate stones. Where small urate stones occur chronically, Dr. Bibus says, the symptoms as well as the formation of new stones cease immediately upon institution of this therapy. So that would be a really good thing to, that I would try if I had that problem. So other common foods that have been used for relief of kidney, bladder, and urinary problems include asparagus, beets, black-eyed pea hulls, not the black-eyed peas, but the hulls, H-U-L-L-S, of the black-eyed peas. And I love black-eyed peas being from the South and everything. A lot of you that aren't from the South may have never heard, or you've probably heard of them, but you've probably... A lot of you may have not eaten those, but I think they're delicious. Um, another thing that's great for the relief of kidney, bladder, and urinary problems is cherry juice. Another is corn silk tea, which is the silks from the corn that people, you know, routinely pull off of the corn and throw away. Those were put there by our, by our Heavenly Father. And from the things I've read about them in just this book alone, they've healed a great deal of people. So the best thing to do would be to get the organic corn, of course, you know, that has not been genetically modified, that doesn't contain any kind of pesticides, that Roundup has not been sprayed on, etc., which is cancer-causing in itself. And, you know, to use those type of corn silks to make the corn silk tea. And you'll be hearing more about corn silks and, and things to do with those, you know, as my show goes on either tonight or other nights. Another thing that's great for the relief of kidney, bladder, and urinary problems is cranberries. Cranberries and cranberry juice. And garlic. Kidney beans, onions, parsley, radishes, sage tea, and watermelon. Here is a wonder cure for the kidneys. Remarkable permanent cures for kidney and bladder trouble have been achieved with water in which the pods of kidney beans have been cooked. So that's the pods of the kidney beans, which I believe, you know, is like 
um, a little shell on the kidney beans themselves, not the actual kidney beans. So this was discovered by Dr. Ram of Preetz, Germany, around the turn of the century and reported by him after 25 years of research. Dr. Ram had been treating a woman for dropsy, which is accumulation of fluid in the tissues following a valvular disease of the heart. Nothing worked. Suddenly, while making his rounds one day, he discovered that her swelling was gone. She told him she had accidentally drunk a glass of kidney bean water and began passing large amounts of crystal clear urine. It happened every time she drank it. After three weeks of this, her dropsy, which is accumulation of fluid in the tissues, was gone. Just to make sure, she continued drinking the kidney pod tea for a few weeks, then stopped. The condition never returned. Dr. Ram said she was as healthy as a woman can be. Dr. Ram tried it on other patients. In all cases of heart disease and other ailments, large quantities of clear urine were passed, and long-standing cases of dropsy, which again is the accumulation of fluid in the tissues, were cured in a matter of days and stayed cured. He found that kidney blockage of long Duration was completely cured with bean pod water, and that bleeding from any part of the urinary system was quickly halted. Stones and gravel were rapidly dissolved and did not return. Diseases of the bladder and ureter were cured. Rheumatism and acute gout vanished. Even some cases of diabetes were cured. In severe cases, it took longer, but it worked if used faithfully. Dr. Ram called it his wonder cure. So I'm going to repeat that again since it, it heals so many different conditions. So it healed a woman's accumulation of fluid in the tissues, referred to as dropsy, and she had a valvular disease of the heart. Nothing had worked. So she accidentally, be, she drank a glass of kidney bean water, which to me would just mean she cooked some kidney beans in some water, and instead of throwing the water away, she somehow drank a glass of it. And then she began passing large amounts of crystal clear urine. And it happened each time she drank this kidney bean water. So after three weeks of this, she had no more accumulation of fluid in the tissues. So, you know, she, she kept drinking it for a few weeks. Then she wanted to make sure, you know, she wasn't crazy or something. And that it was really the kidney pod tea that worked. So she stopped drinking it just to test and see what would happen. And the condition um, it says the condition never returned. So even after she stopped drinking it, after drinking it for three weeks, or a few weeks, it says, 
she, the condition still did not return. So she was basically healed from drinking the kidney pod tea, which is the water used after boiling or, or cooking, actually, kidney beans. And she, and her doctor, Dr. Ram of Preetz, Germany, said she was as healthy as a woman can be after this. So he tried it. The doctor tried it on his other patients. And in all cases of heart disease and other ailments, large quantities of clear urine were passed and long-standing cases of dropsy, the accumulation of fluid in the tissues, was cured. All of these cases, long-standing cases that people had had for a long time, they were cured in a matter of days and they stayed cured. So, Dr. Ram found that kidney blockage of long duration was completely cured with the kidney bean pod water and that bleeding, bleeding from any part of the urinary system was quickly halted. Stones, kidney stones and gravel or stones or gravel or sometimes they're called crystals. In cats, I know, they call them stones at times. They call them crystals at times. They can block their urethra. So that would make it to where the kitties, the cats, could not urinate. And that is a life and death matter, and it can kill them in a short amount of time when the urine builds up in their bodies and it can ruin their kidneys, etc. If they don't, you know, get help and get... Basically, they need to flush those crystals and stones out of there, and they put a catheter into the uh, urethra so that the animal can urinate normally again. But if they do not flush those stones and crystals out, chances are there are more there, and they will get stuck again in their urethra and block it, and they'll be back to the same exact situation. That did happen to one of our cats who was at the vet, and they failed to flush the cat out, to flush the stones and or crystals out of the cat. And so when it was time you would think he would be coming home, they said he had another blockage, and it was their fault for not flushing those out at all so if you do take your cat to the vet or you have that problem and you go into the hospital or something you better you know either you or your relatives or whoever talks to the doctors and make sure that they flush those out but you know you might be able to avoid it or avoid it in your animals even by giving them and check with your doctor check with your veterinarian etc and do the research but it sure worked for a lot of these people to use the water that these kidney beans had been cooked in. So they drank it, and it caused them to be able to pass large amounts of crystal clear urine, and, and it stopped a lot of problems they were having, like accumulation of fluid in the tissues and bleeding from any part of the urinary system and stones and gravel were rapidly dissolved and did not return. Diseases of the bladder and ureter were cured. Rheumatism 
and acute gout vanished as well. Even some cases of diabetes were cured. So we'll hear more after the break. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. Think it's time we stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. I'm getting so much resistance from behind. Time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. What a field day for the heat. A thousand people in the street. Singing songs and they carry inside. Mostly say hooray for our side. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody looks what's going
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Oh, Rio, he rocks in the treetops all day long, hopping and a 
laughing and a singing his song. All the little birds on Daybird Street look to hear the robin go tweet, 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 rock and robin. Rock, rock, rock and robin. Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Independence Day, July 4th, 2016, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can uh, join us in the chat room. I was able to get in there, and I posted a link, and now I'm going to post another link because the first link got messed up. It put a little smiley emoticon in there instead of the link so I went to tinyurl.com and shortened that link and named it the name of the book that I'm reading from which is Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams and that is a link to the book and book reviews and etc and a way to purchase the book on Amazon dot com so that's something some of you I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with is the tinyurl.com a way to shorten website links and things like that and if you're not you know instead of putting a huge long link in an email or a chat room or wherever online or forum or something you can shorten it that way, and you can many times name it what you'd like, like I just did, Miracle Medicine Foods, and it's just tinyurl.com, uh, um, and I don't have it right here in front of me, but I think it's just tinyurl.com and then slash Miracle Medicine Foods. So anyway, I'm not, in the, I'm not looking at the chat room either. But, um, yeah, that, that's a very simple thing to do. So you can do that as well. And, yes, it's it's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash and then tinyurl.com forward slash. And then it's just Miracle Medicine Foods. So everybody out there listening, if you want to type that in, uh, you know, and you know how to do it, and a lot of you will understand what I just said. You can type that into your address bar and see this book I'm reading from. So uh, just do the HTTP colon slash slash tiny, T-I-N-Y, U-R-L dot com slash Miracle Medicine Foods, and you'll see the book that I'm telling you about. And then you can, or you can go into the chat room, click on the link, and it's that simple. So anyway, it's um this book came out in 1977 and it looks like it's going for about $4.48, but there's a lot of them, 153 that are used books that are going from a penny. So, and then they have new ones going from $8.67. So, 
you know, it's a good deal whether you get it used or new. And, of course, if you get it for a penny or so, you're going to have to pay shipping on that. So, you know, it's not going to be just a penny. But, anyway, you can check it out. The The lowest ones I see is a penny and then three ninety nine shipping for used in good condition. So, if you click on where, where it has the offer for the penny books, and it'll say 153 used. You click on that link that says 153 used. It'll take you to another page. And it'll give you the different, you know, places that are selling the book for a penny. And then it'll tell you the lowest price shipping first. And so $3.99 is the lowest price. And there's many, many that are $3.99 shipping. And then these people are rated you know, with stars um, according to how happy their customers were with that particular place selling each of the books. So you can check it out and decide who you want to buy it from. Or you can get a brand new one for $8 and change. So either way, it's a really good deal. You can get it for like 4 bucks or 8 bucks or so and change. So I highly recommend this book by Rex Adams called Miracle Medicine Foods because, you know, it has so many different wonderful remedies and things that have saved people's lives and could probably save animals' lives as well. So this could be and is, this is one of my very favorite books of all time of any book period in the world. I'll tell you right now. And I do have a lot of health books that I collect as well as a lot of other different kinds of books and health books. I collect a lot of different books and a lot of vintage books, you know, even antique books and things like that. But this is right there, you know, at the top of my very favorite books, especially of my health books. So, you know, I highly recommend this book. I have read the whole thing. There's only a little bit in the book that I don't agree with, and that's some kind of new agey stuff that's like a, a page or two or something like that. But other than that, it's just got really great you know, health remedies in there. So when everything hits the fan or just right now in your day-to-day -day life, this book would be a fantastic thing for you to have and a fantastic gift for you to give. Okay. And even if it's for people that are one of those types that go to the doctor or the hospital and take all these drugs and stuff, hey, one day when they can't get to the doctor anymore, maybe before they go to the FEMA camp voluntarily, they might have some kind of health issue and they might try something in this book. Or, hey, maybe this book could wake them up to getting away from going to doctors and hospitals and taking big pharma drugs. Or maybe it could do that for you and your loved ones, etc. So, you know, like I say, always check with your doctor, your licensed medical practitioner, practitioners, etc. And do the research on all these things that you hear me and others talk about on AVR, American Voice Radio Network. Or you hear wherever you read wherever. But, you know, do your due diligence in your research and check with your doctors, your veterinarians, if it has to do with an animal, etc. And then make your decision based on all those things. So um, I'm going to get back into the information. If you missed the first part of my show, you need to listen 
because it has some, a fantastic remedy for many different things. So be sure and check that out if you're listening on a repeat or maybe, you know, I don't know how you're going to hear it. Maybe you heard it on the repeat and you just heard part of my show and you missed the first part. You can go back and listen to it in the audio archives as soon as it's posted there by going to theamericanvoice.com, looking for the link to audio archives, looking for my uh, page on there, which is New World Order Info with Melissa Roxanne. For those of you that may have just heard me for the first time and you don't really know the name of my show or whatever, and then you just can easily listen to the show. You have to wait for it to be uploaded. It's not going to be uploaded right right now because I'm live on the air, of course. So whenever Frank does upload my newest show, you can go there and listen to it. And meanwhile, you can listen to my last show, like from last week. It should be there in the audio archives. I did not check it, but I'm assuming, hopefully, it is there. So anyway... And rename the file if you do choose to save it to your computer or wherever you save it. Otherwise, you're going to lose the file. I'll just tell you. You know, just rename the file when you choose Save Target As or whatever it's called. You know, name it the name of my show and maybe something like Miracle Medicine Foods and the date. That's what I would probably do, you know. And then you'll have it and, and then when Frank uploads my newest show, you'll still have that old show, you know, whichever show you did save because they're named the same each time Frank uploads the shows. So if you don't rename it, then it's just going to keep giving you the newest show when you click on that file on your hard drive. It's going to give you the newest show for that particular show on AVR. I hope you understand what I'm saying. If you don't, come into our chat room and ask us or send an email or something like that to Frank. Anyway, so we talked about a remarkable wonder cure for kidneys and bladder trouble and accumulation of fluid in the tissues and so many other things like bleeding from any part of the urinary system, which happens which can happen from these stones, from these things they call stones or crystals or gravel, and that's happened to our cats. Like I've told you, it's it happens quite often in male cats. It can happen in female cats, and of course it can happen in people of both, you know, genders, both sexes. So um, it can happen to anybody, basically. And when that happens... If it blocks your urethra, which is where your urine leaves your body or the cat's body, for example, then it can kill you or them in a short period of time. It can cause you to have kidney damage. It can be so bad that, you know, you or they could have to be put on dialysis for life or get a kidney transplant, either one, you know, so that you can live. So don't, you know, play around when that happens and and they cannot urinate. You know, you have to watch your cats carefully and make sure that that is not occurring. So if you see them, since I've had this happen many times with our cats, and I'm just letting you know in case it happens with yours, and I'm sure it could happen, I would think, with a dog too or other animals that you may have as pets or 
hey, your family members are you. But like for animals, for cats, for instance, I know if they're trying to urinate, they're in the litter box a lot, you know, which is a, they're going a lot more often than, than would be normal, then that is a great sign that they could either A, for instance, have a urinary tract infection, which could lead to maybe they do have stones or gravel or crystals that could be, you know, potentially soon thereafter or already blocking them from urinating, blocking their urethra, which could be a life and death matter, a, you know, death matter if you don't take them to a vet and get a catheter put in and get these crystals or stones flushed. You know, so that it will not they will not continue to block their urethra. However, it could be, you know, a bad urinary tract infection too, and maybe they're trying to urinate, and maybe they're going so often that when they do urinate, and you have to watch them closely, like look in the litter box. You know, watch them when they get in there and they're going often. Then that's what I do. I, I look and see were they able to urinate. Sometimes they'll sit in the box for ten. 20 minutes, you know, it just, when this happens, and you have to see, did they urinate, and if so, don't let them cover it up, you know, just make sure and, and keep them from covering it up, so you can see how much urine they were able, you know, to, to allow to leave their body, and if it's just a drop or two, it could be that they're going so often, and they're like in pain, probably, and so they don't have much urine coming out. It could be that. So they could have a urinary tract infection, which that a lot of times is a sign of that. Another thing is, you know, they could have a blockage, and that might be why they're not able to urinate or just a little bit. They could be partially blocked, and it could lead to a full blockage if more stones or crystals accumulate in their urethra. So it's a, it's a thing where you should really... You know, you could try some home remedies, but that's something I can't really tell you to do. I have done it, and they have worked at times, okay? At other times, they haven't worked, so I've had to take them to the vet. But it's not something that I would wait long to do because it can kill them or it could cause kidney damage. That's never happened to any of ours, thanks to our Heavenly Father. But it can easily happen, so you don't want to wait around and, you know, just let it go and wait a, a couple of days and take them to the vet or something like that. You know, you need to do something immediately. Like, if it were my cat, I would try, you know, giving them the Bragg or another good brand of organic raw apple cider vinegar that has not been pasteurized, that is unfiltered with the mother from a glass bottle. Another option, and that would be mixing it with water and using a syringe without the needle in it to carefully put it into their mouth a little bit at a time so that, that they don't choke on it, so that they don't aspirate it into their lung or lungs, you know, and so they don't hopefully spit it out, etc. Another thing that could be tried that would be more tasty for them would be cranberry juice, and I would get the organic kind of that, you know, and or juice it yourself at home from from organic cranberries would be the very best thing. If not, you know, it could be just get it from the organic section of the store, preferably in a glass bottle, and 
get pure cranberry juice is what I would try. Okay, so, and that could just probably be pure cranberry juice. I wouldn't worry about giving them pure cranberry juice. And I'm not talking about giving them a lot, just a little bit, you know, and see if it helps them to be able to urinate. And a lot of times it will. Um, another thing that I would try is vitamin C. And so I, you know, anything from lipospheric vitamin C or whatever kind of vitamin C, which can also be given to them in a syringe. Um, it can be mixed with water if need be for it to go through the syringe. And it's a good idea to get some syringes that you can put fluids in and things like that. And they have some, like their irrigation tubes, I think they call them. I'm not sure exactly, but I think that's what they call them. They're just syringes and they have like either a curved or a straight, longer needle-like thing. But it's not a needle. It's just where the fluid will come out of the syringe. And it's easier to get that part of the plastic syringe, you know, into their mouth. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, of course, you don't give them any kind of a syringe with a needle in it when you're giving them anything by mouth. You take the needle out of the syringe if it came with one. But anyway, so that's something that I would try, you know, ascorbic acid, which is a form of vitamin C, uh, the crystalline kind mixed with water. That could be also another option. So those are three things, for instance. Or, hey, you know, one could try or, or I could try. I've never tried it. The kidney pod tea, just making some kidney beans and then using the water they were cooked in after it's been cooled and everything like that you know that could be another option I think it's going to go and tell us more in the book about how to use this kidney pod tea so I'm going to go ahead and, and finish you know reading about this but I just wanted to share that with you and so make sure that if it if, you know, an animal is taken to the vet that they do. You specifically tell them and put it in writing if need be. I would probably put it in writing. You know, I want my cat flushed. I want these stones, these crystals flushed out of them. Thought they can also do look at them under a microscope when they do find stones or crystals, if they do, and tell you what kind they are. And then vitamin C works on several different kinds of those to dissolve them. So that's something good to know. Um, I think there might be one kind that it may not work on, though. So there's different kinds of stones, and that would be a good thing to know. Then you can research online, et cetera, or in good books about what kind of remedies to use for that particular kind of stone. But vitamin C will work in a lot of those cases. So will the apple cider vinegar, and so will the cranberry juice, and apparently the kidney pod tea, the water from the kidney beans that they've been cooked in. So anyway, but take them to the vet. Don't wait around, you know, if if they're not able to urinate or they're in pain or anything like that or they're, you know, if they're wailing in pain or something, you know, you don't, you don't really want to wait around. That's a dangerous situation for them to be in. They could die. They could, uh, you know, not, their kidneys could stop functioning, et cetera, so. Make sure and take them to the vet. Um, it could just be a very bad urinary tract infection. There was one time when one of our cats, I believe it was around, it was Thanksgiving last year, had 
I thought maybe a urinary blockage perhaps, but I tried the different remedies and when they didn't work, and, and by the way, they may not go to the box because they identify the box with pain now because if they have a bad urinary tract infection or any kind of urinary tract infection or they have a blockage and they cannot urinate or maybe they cannot, you know, have a bowel movement, let's say, and they can't, you know, have, a, you know, they can't poop, let's just put it that way. Any of these things can make them not want to go in the litter box. So they may look for other places to go to the bathroom because they identify that ur that box, that litter box with pain because they're in pain when they go into that box. So keep that in mind. So if you see them not using the box, you may not, you know, scold them and get upset and mad at them or punish them for it because they could have a health problem and that's why they're not using the box. So... Keep that in mind, but get them to the vet very soon, you know. So um, let's get back into this book, Miracle Medicine Foods for Kidney, Bladder, and Urinary Problems. And so this, you know, helped so many people, this kidney pod tea and using the bean pod water, and it helps people with kidney blockage where they couldn't urinate they were completely cured and, and a lot of times cats will bleed and people will bleed when they have this problem or a urinary tract infection so keep that in mind or they could have a blockage and that could cause them to bleed too um, and then stones and gravel or crystals you know or they're also called in cats were rapidly dissolved and did not return due to drinking this kidney pod tea Diseases of the bladder and your reader were cured. Rheumatism and acute gout vanished. So also rheumatism and acute gout. It helped tremendously. It, it healed. And even in some cases, diabetes were cured. So it helped with so many things. And then in severe cases, it did take longer, but it worked if used faithfully. Dr. Ram of Preetz, Germany, called it his wonder cure. In some cases, the kidney bean water caused nausea, which makes you feel kind of sick at your stomach, etc. Maybe you might even vomit when you have nausea, upset stomach, etc. So, in which case, Dr. Ram gave it to the patients in enemas instead, which was a half pint with a teaspoon of salt, every two to four hours, and the results were just as good as the drink. In fact, the enema seemed to halt the convulsions of uremia, releasing large amounts of water. Around the same time, Dr. Ram was experimenting with this kidney treatment. Dr. Eisenberg of Hamburg was obtaining similar results as reported by one of Eisenberg's patients. And I know it's almost time to take a break, so if Frank wants to go ahead, that's fine. If not, I'm going to probably not start reading because it's going to be a little bit of reading. So we'll hear about it on the other side on TheAmericanVoice.com, New World Order Info. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different with all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added. Their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need, first aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
to New World Order Info. It's the second hour of my live show tonight on Independence Day, July 4th, 2016. And this is New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you are still listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com, or you may be listening on KU Band Satellite or Receiva or lots of different ways, FMs or AMs by micro-broadcasters out there. We thank you for putting AVR out on your local stations, and we thank all of the listeners who support us in many different ways and who donate to us or buy our products or, our, you know, sponsors or host products that you hear on AVR that have products for sale. Um, those that have donated equipment, we thank you. And, you know, just telling other people about us or putting our bumper stickers out there, all these different ways you can support us. We do appreciate that and all of you. And so uh, it is Independence Day. And, and like I said, you know, yeah, a lot of us feel like slaves and serfs. And uh, I guess the powers that be do, do see us that way and... They see us as animals and all these things, but we we're not really animals. If anything, they I'm not going to insult animals either by comparing the powers that be to animals, but they're more like untamed beast beasts, savages, and you know, etc. But um, yeah, Obama. I forget the name of it. I think it was like the some kind of press thing, like the correspondence dinner that was not long ago that they have. I don't know how often they have it, but I know I remember when Bush did it and, you know, the press is there and all that and a bunch of big wigs. But um, I remember when he looked at, I think, his mother in the audience and talked about how some very satanic Ozzy Osbourne or Black Sabbath song was her favorite. I think it was Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. And then I know this year, Usurper, as I have called him for years and years now, um, he said that the Republic, the end of the Republic has never looked better, was the quote, I believe he said. The end of the Republic has never looked better. So that's why I'm saying this may be one of the last, you know, Independence Days we have, uh, or you know the way it's the way it is now, you know, because I think it's going to get bad sooner rather than later. So enjoy it now while you still can, you know, because these will be looked at as the good old days. And um, that last song that was played there reminds me of ice skating because I used to. I used to ice skate. I haven't been in a long time, but I've been wanting to go if I can convince Frank to go with me because he was a big hockey player and I was a figure skater and he used to skate with the the girls, the figure skaters, although I didn't know him back then. But anyway, so I, I just told him, you know, hey, there's a rink. There's a rink nearby and we should go sometime, so... He's acting like he's not going to go, though, so maybe, I don't know, if I can convince him or not. But that song brings me back to skating back then because, you know, I used to hear that song. So anyway, all right, now I'm going to get back into 
the book I have here called Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams. So this is something you need to have in your arsenal for prepping, for preparation for the bad times that are to come when martial law happens or, you know, before martial law happens. Maybe when, you know, it may not have happened yet, but, you know, we're right on the brink of it or the economy collapses and then martial law probably will be you know, happening because there will it'll be it'll be bad. People are not going to be prepared. Most people are not. There's going to be looting. There's going to be, you know, a lot of crimes happening. People are going to be pulling guns on each other and trying to steal each other's food and medicine or guns or ammunition or whatever they can get. You know, they're going to be trying to rob, rape, steal, pillage, loot, whatever. They're going to go crazy. They're going to, you know break into businesses or big box stores and, you know, get get what they can. You know, so the best thing for us to do is to be prepared so that, you know, we can avoid as much of that as possible and, you know, take care of our, ourselves and our, our loved ones and our families and our neighbors and our friends and, you know, our animals, etc. So... You know, and this book is good to have just for your day-to-day life, even if those things don't happen for a while or however long it is till they do happen. Whatever the case may be, this would be a very good, wonderful, life-saving book to have on hand and to read it ahead of time, to give as a gift or gifts to many people that you care about, even to stock up on and have when those times come to give as a gift to people that come to you looking for help or whatever. This would be a great gift to give those people. And, you know, a lot of the things are things that may be able to be found in those times, you know, or, hey, plant a garden. I'm sure one day they're going to be outlawed. They're going to be made illegal because the powers that be want to control us with everything, including food and water, you know, and they want to take away the guns and the ammunition and all these things. They they do all these false flags for that very purpose because they want to try their best to take the guns away. But, you know, you have to willingly give up those guns for them to be able to take them. And it may be a life and death thing, you know, when they come to take them. But, you know, I'm sure some people will give up the guns, but then there's going to be the others that will not. And anyway... These are things we need to do to get prepared, you know. And the Bible tells us we do need to prepare, like the virgins and the the oil and the lamps and all these things. You know, we need to have them on hand. And it also says to buy a sword, you know, and that would be a gun in these modern days. A sword would be a good thing to have as well, or more than one. And other things, too, for self-defense purposes. Um, and seeds, of course, seeds, heirloom seeds and organic heirloom seeds that are very, they're going to be harder and harder to find. Already, they're hard to find for farmers. I know because I read a really good book called The Six Six Sixes Are in the Seeds by Michael W. White. I highly recommend that book as well. And... He went through a a court battle over, you know, these things and Monsanto suing him and his dad. And 
they sued him when his dad and his his dad's you know his mother his dad's wife his dad's wife was in a bed and she was you know she couldn't get out of the bed and she was very in, in very bad health and an elderly woman as was his dad his father and Monsanto sued him even though he had never even grown you know, any seeds that they were talking about. They had never planted seeds or had a crop or anything like they were saying. But anyway, so it's a really good book. And I believe he was called by our Heavenly Father to write that book. And he says he was. And um, he even says he was taken and shown hell. Okay? So you can choose to believe it or not. And there's people out there listening, I'm sure, that don't like it when they hear people talking about these type of things or the Bible or Jesus or our Heavenly Father or any of these things. But that's just too bad because, you know, I feel it a necessary thing to talk about and to share with other people. And so that man is born again in Christ. And and I think he wrote a wonderful book, tried to warn the world of these things that are already happening and, and how bad it's going to get about just the seeds alone and the food the food supply that's going to be shut down. And so you need to go out there and get these heirloom organic seeds, you know, as much as you can, as often as you can. Get them at the end of the season. Get them now while you can. Don't even wait to the, the sales and till the prices come down at the end of the season, the growing season, you know, later in the fall or something. Get them now and get them then. Take advantage then if if everything is still okay and you can still buy them, then I hope it is. But get them now, too. And you can also do things like join places or, okay, here's a, here's one called uh, GardenWeb.com. GardenWeb.com. And that's like a spider web, GardenWeb, W-E-B.com. They have forums on there including for seeds and gardening and growing, you know, things, gardening. And they have a seed exchange for free. There's people on there that are gardeners that are willing to both send you seeds for free when you send them a self-addressed stamped envelope or they will trade seeds with you. So you have some kind of seeds that they would like to acquire they will trade you the seeds they have. But there's also a lot of people in there that give away seeds for free. They only ask for you to send them a self-addressed stamped envelope. You can read all about it just by going to GardenWeb.com. Then there's other places. You could look up Seed Savers Exchange and things like this in a search engine and find other places as well to, you know, acquire seeds for free or just for the cost of a stamp you know, and an envelope that is self-addressed, etc. So those, you know, are ones that I'm familiar with. And these would be good to bookmark on your computer or to write down if you're not by your computer right now, etc. But, you know, make a note of it or bookmark it right now, gardenweb.com, or you can look up Seed Savers Exchange, etc. Or just type into a search engine um, 
you know, free seeds or seed, self-addressed stamped envelope, which is the abbreviation for that is S-A-S-E. And just type in seeds, S-A-S-E in quotes. You're probably going to find a lot of places that have, you know, people that are members, etc., that will send you free seeds for just a self-addressed stamped envelope. So you have to do what they tell you to do and send it to where they tell you to send it and, you know, all these different things, but it's it's very simple to do. And a lot of times they even have exotic plants, you know, and hard to find seeds. Some of these people have seeds that maybe they they have planted these things since the 1940s, okay? And I was just reading a book at a, um, it's kind of like a co-op place, I guess, a feed store here, you know, nearby over the weekend that Frank and I went to to get some food for our animals. And I just picked up a book when Frank had to go take care of something. And and I was reading about different things. And um, one of those was a book about tomatoes. I should look it up and give you the name of it because it looked like a really good book that I would love to have. It was like a $20 book. And it was a, a, a big book. Pretty big, you know, large in size, paperback, but it wasn't that long. I mean, you know, I'd say medium in length, but it was a nice sized book, and it was about all these wonderful different tomato plants one could grow, all these different ones, heirloom varieties and things like that. So I think it's a pretty famous book and a very popular book with gardeners and people that are into growing different types of tomatoes and things. So I was looking at that book and was looking at some other stuff too about hummingbirds because I love hummingbirds and we have hummingbirds and we feed them. My parents have hummingbirds where they live in Georgia and they have a lot of feeders out. And I learned something about that. I learned for hummingbirds when it's 90 degrees or higher Fahrenheit um, that when you make their sugar water up to put in their feeder, and by the way, I would never put any kind of food coloring or buy any that's already made at the store that has the food coloring in it, et cetera. Or even if it didn't have food coloring, I would make it up fresh every time. And I use filtered water, so that would be, you know, either distilled water, reverse osmosis water, or whatever kind of filtered water that, you know, you're taking all the contaminants out, all of the drugs out, if you're on the city water or, you know, you're using tap water from the faucet because, like I've told you, or a lot of times the bottled water in the stores can even have those things in them. When people urinate and they've taken drugs of any kind, whether it's, you know, anything from hormones or birth control pills or street drugs or big pharma drugs or over-the-counter drugs or whatever, it comes out when they urinate or they go to the bathroom. So, you know, that is not taken out. And it's admitted that these things are not removed. They they cannot remove them, they claim anyway, from like the city water supply, et cetera. So unless you have your own well water or something like that, and even if you do, it could be contaminated too with all kinds of things, heavy metals or, you know, pesticides or whatever. And these could be in the city water as well. So you don't want to use water with fluoride in it or fluorine or whatever. You don't want to use, you know, I'm talking about the bad kind from fertilizer and 
and uh, aluminum manufacturing and things like that. The, the terrible toxic waste product fluoride. And you don't want to use water that's been bleached or stuff like that. So, no, not chlorinated either. Anyway, I'll tell you more after the break about what I learned in that book, and I'll try to find that tomato book to let you know the name of that too. So we'll be right back with the last part of my show on New World Order Info on TheAmericanVoice.com. Don't go anywhere.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. And you can go there, check out our brand new chat room. You're missing out if you're not in the chat room right now because I'm putting all kind of links in there that are very helpful that go along with my show. So if you're not in there taking advantage of those, then that's not a good thing, you know. What is up with that? But anyway, I did find that book. I was telling you before the break that I went to town, Frank and I did, over the weekend. And I was looking through this book about tomatoes. So I had never seen it before, but it looked like a really good book on growing tomatoes and different types, you know, which ones were the best ones to plant, all kinds of reviews on different tomatoes, including heirloom varieties, etc., I did find the book during the break, you know, online, and I just typed, I went to Amazon.com, then I typed in tomato book, and the very first one that came up was the book I was looking for, and it's called Epic Tomatoes, that's the title, the subtitle is How to Select and Grow the Best Varieties of All Time, so it's called Epic Tomatoes, E.P. I see tomatoes, how to select and grow the very best varieties of all time. And it came out December 30th, 2014. On here, the hardcover version is, says here 2246, but they do have it, 36 of them new from $17.08. Of course, you'll have to pay shipping and handling probably, too. Then there's the paperback version, which it says here $14.96 for that one. But you can get 21 used paperbacks from $9.16 and 69 new paperbacks from $10.45. Then the Kindle version, which I'm not into that, but you might be, is $10.18. And it says read with our free app here on Amazon.com. So that's the book I was telling you about. It's by Craig LaHoulier, or LaHoulier, I don't know how you say it, but it's C-R-A-I-G-L-E, and it's one word, capital H-O-U-L-L-I-E-R. He's the author. So Craig LaHoulier, or LaHoulier, whichever. And it says here, savor your best tomato harvest ever. Craig LaHoulier provides everything a tomato enthusiast needs to know about growing more than 200 varieties of tomatoes, from planting to cultivating and collecting seeds at the end of the season. He also offers a comprehensive guide to various pests and tomato diseases, explaining how best to avoid them. With beautiful photographs and intriguing tomato profiles throughout, Epic Tomatoes celebrates one of the most versatile and delicious crops in your garden. So there's that. And it's here some editorial reviews. It says, all the descriptions and growing information enhanced by the book's snappy cover art, engaging design, and clever interior layout Make it easy to see how anyone could be smitten by this remarkable and quirky fruit. That's the American Gardener. Another one, a must-read for all serious tomato growers. You'll want to read this cover to cover as soon as you get it. 
There's another, the ultimate in-depth and practical ode to heirloom tomatoes. Gardeners, gardeners will find it a mouth-watering read, and the photography will make you yearn for scratch, sniff, and taste paper. And then revel in the amazing variety of tomato colors, tastes, and textures. Lahulier's book is a treat for the senses. Sure to excite every tomato-growing gardener. After you read it, a supermarket tomato will never taste good again. Incredibly photographed and beautifully laid out. Epic tomatoes will inspire and delight. Here's one Ira Wallace reviewed of Southern Exposure Seed Exchange. You might want to check that out. Southern Exposure Seed Exchange. When Craig recommends a variety, we listen. And then the last one here is from the co-founder and vice president of Seed Savers Exchange, Diane Ott Wheely. It says, Craig LaHoulier has been on a marathon journey with this fruit for 35 years, growing and evaluating thousands of tomatoes. His hands-on knowledge is now entirely accessible in Epic Tomatoes. 256 pages. And it says it's 8.4 by 0.8 by 10.8 inches, 2.1 pounds. So this is his first book. It's the culmination of decades of a passion of collecting, researching, and growing hundreds of varieties of tomatoes. He resides in Raleigh, North Carolina. With his wife, Susan, and a small assortment of dogs and cats, Greg's gardening passion was planted when very young, I walked through his grandfather's backyard garden in Paul Tuckett, Rhode Island, and later on planting the family gardens with his dad. He's, he has a Ph.D. in chemistry, and he's had a lot of different jobs, including working for a major pharmaceutical company. Yeah, glad he didn't do that. doesn't do that anymore, and he's doing something good now. So he retired in 2008, followed a few years you know, with that of consulting, he decided to take the plunge into garden writing and logical progression from Craig's many years of garden lectures, a newsletter named Off the Vine that he might still be doing if you want to check that out, and blogging. And it says, Craig's passion for tomatoes in particular exploded after joining the Seed Savers Exchange in 1986. In all gardens, since focus on open pollinated non-hybrid varieties in a wide range of colors sizes and flavors he is responsible for naming developing and introducing many varieties such as cherokee purple and lucky cross and has been co-leading a unique all-volunteer project to create new dwarf growing varieties the project is responsible for 25 new tomatoes available through a variety of seed companies particularly valuable for space-constrained gardeners who wish to grow wonderful tomatoes on decks or patios. Craig continues to be active in the Seed Savers Exchange, so you can find a lot of information there from him and others about growing tomatoes and other, you know, crops and gardens and fruits and vegetables, etc., and has served as advisor on tomatoes to the organization for many years. His new author website is EpicTomatoes.com, and you can follow his personal blog and local seedling sales at NC for North Carolina TomatoMan.com. So that's a little bit about that book. 
Um, and so then I looked for some things. I went to the place I told you about, which is gardenweb.com. And then right there on the front page, when when you get to gardenweb.com, it's, it has a picture. It has garden forums, home forums, nature forums, all about all kinds of nature and raising chickens and all kinds of things like that, you know, and other wildlife and things, you know, like wood ducks, everything imaginable is on there. Um, exchanges and trading is what I was going to tell you. So I clicked on exchanges and trading. And there's a, a like a one and a half almost million garden web discussions going on there right now. So I clicked on exchanges and trading, and it says, Welcome to exchanges and trading. These are the resources provided for the garden web community to facilitate trading of plants and seeds. It has everything like state and regional exchanges, and it has all the states in the United States listed, even like Hudson Valley New York Exchange, Upstate New York Exchange. Uh, Pacific Northwest Exchange, etc. Virginia Garden Exchange, Texas Garden Exchange, Hawaii Garden Exchange, Georgia Garden Exchange, Ozarks Garden Exchange, so all of these different things like that. And then it's got different plants, you know, and seeds that people exchange. Even They even exchange plants or cuttings from plants, which I believe now they call cloning plants, but you know, back in the day, we referred to it as taking cuttings and things like that. But anyway, so you can go there and look for different things like that. And they have everything from African violet exchanges, alliums, which are like onions exchanges. They have aquatic plant exchanges, Asian vegetables, bamboo exchange, banana, beans, peas, and legumes, begonia, bonsai, brug. Manzia, bromeliad, bulbs, cacti and succulents, canna, clematis, daylily, it goes on and on. Gourds, heirlooms, herbs, hibiscus, hosta, hot pepper, houseplant, hoya, iris, lily, native plant, orchid, ornamental grass, passiflora, I've grown that and a lot of these, um, palm and cycad, rose propagation, salvia, tomato, Exchange, tropical plant exchange, vegetable exchange, and vines exchange. Then there is the seed exchange. You can, these are all links. You can click on the plant exchange, round robin exchange, winter sowing exchange, Canadian garden exchange, book exchange. They even exchange books on here. Australian garden exchange, rate and review exchanges, seed saving, and garden exchange. So that's just in the exchanges and trading parts forum of the garden web community and website so that all right, all right i had to unplug my mic again there i'm sorry about that Anyway, so that's a good website to check out, gardenweb.com, and then you can go to the the exchanges and trading uh, link there and find that easily and check that out. I highly recommend it. A lot of these, you just need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope. And as far as I can tell, there's no nobody's allowed to 
sell things, you know, you're not allowed to charge, in other words, but just require prepaid postage if you want to. And and some people give away the seeds or the cuttings for free. Some people want to trade with you for things that you have to trade, like other seeds or cuttings, et cetera, or plants or books, whatever. So check that out. Um, and then another thing I did was I just typed in seeds, S-E-E-D-S, and then S-A-S-E in quotes for self-addressed stamped envelope into Google.com. And there's 61,300 results that came up. So there's a lot of different places for you to get free seeds or seeds from just a self-addressed stamped envelope, etc. So check out those, you know, get those while you can, take advantage. At the bottom, it has free sample seeds, free vegetable seeds by mail, free flower seeds by mail, free garden seed samples, free seeds by mail 2016, free tree seeds, free heirloom seeds, and the garden hoard are all links that you can click on at the bottom of that page for the search results. And I saw also that seedsavers.org, I think, is like the biggest maybe... Um, Seed Savers Exchange, and that came up when I typed in Seed Savers Exchange in quotes, and it says Seed Savers Exchange Saving America's Heirloom Seeds, Heirloom Organic, and Non-GMO Seeds for Sale. Sales, memberships, and donations support our nonprofit mission to conserve and promote endangered garden, blah, blah, blah. So that is one where it is going to cost you, but so there's, those are different ones you might want to look into. And so there's that. And that book I told you about, Growing Tomatoes, check that out, you know. Go to Amazon.com and check it out. You can come to our chat room and see these links that I put in the chat room for all these things. Okay, so I'm going to get back into this book. Oh, and I told you I'm going to tell you about the hummingbird thing, too. So when Frank and I went to this feed store, I guess you could call it that, it's, it's a place that used to be called... Um, the Big R. So a lot of you that live maybe in the Pacific Northwest know about the Big R. Now it's called Coastal. But anyway, they have a lot of different things there. And so we went there, and while Frank went for away for a few minutes and I was by myself, I started looking at books and magazines, things like that. And I was looking at that tomato book I told you about, Epic Tomatoes. And then I also looked at another book or magazine, I forget which, and I was interested because it showed hummingbirds, different hummingbirds in it, you know, close-up pictures, and and it said in there that, you know, usually when you make up the, or I make up the sugar water, I would make it four parts water and one part sugar, and I use a good, you know, purified filtered water. And then I use non-genetically modified sugar instead of using beet sugar, which is genetically modified. I use cane sugar to make it. And so I mix it up. I do a cup of the filtered water and then a quarter cup of the cane sugar, regular sugar. Never, or You're never supposed to use brown sugar and you're never supposed to use confectioner's sugar or that really fine sugar that looks like a powder that you use in baking or for making icing or things like that. You're never supposed to use those. It's very bad. It has additional things in there that the hummingbirds are not supposed to have and it could probably kill them. 
um, so I would never use those. Just use regular old cane sugar and then the filtered water. And so I would make it a cup of the filtered water and and that would be four parts and then a quarter as much of the sugar is how I make it, which would be a quarter cup of the cane sugar. But in this magazine or book I read, it said, when temperatures get to be 90 degrees or more Fahrenheit and it's really hot out, then you can give them, and it's good to give the hummingbirds more water so that they stay better hydrated. So to make it five parts water to one part sugar. So I just add a little bit more water now when I make it when the temperatures are 90 degrees or more. And then it said when the temperatures cool down, like more getting to the, you know, later time in the year, um, to give them three parts water to one part sugar. So you would give them more sugar then and less water. But you need to measure it always and be precise about it, you know. And depending on the temperatures, like I say, the normal thing is four parts water to one part sugar, unless it's 90 degrees or higher Fahrenheit. And, and cooler, it could be three parts water to one part sugar. So that would be like, you know, um, a cup of water and then a third of a cup of sugar would be for that measurement. But anyway, it looks like it's almost time to end my show. So I don't think I'm going to have really time to get too much more on this book tonight. But I highly recommend it. It's called Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams. It's a great book. The one I have is a paperback. It came out in 1977, and it's anywhere from a penny to $8 and change on Amazon.com. You can come into the chat room and see the links. And the link I posted earlier that put a smiley face or something in it, one of these smiley emoticons, it still worked. The link still worked. Frank told me, and then I clicked on it, and it worked. It took me straight to Amazon to where this book can be found and the reviews can be read about it. So that's another great feature of the chat room. Um, anyway, so come check out our new chat room. Frank has worked so hard you have no idea how much time he has spent looking for chat rooms and different updates to the website that he may end up doing or not. I don't know. But he spent $50 and a lot of time and energy. He was really working hard to get this chat room and to pick out a good one for everybody to use. So take advantage. If you have not signed up or been to our chat room ever you know it's a better chat room than we've ever had and he's worked really hard on it so take advantage of it while you still can talk to other you know like-minded people out there that probably are more like-minded than just the normal people you know or whatever you want to call them the mindless masses or the people that are ignorant still asleep etc that you meet or you know in your own family, or you work with, or whatever, your neighbors. You know, all these people out there that are clueless, maybe, you know, you might want to talk to people that do know some stuff. But talk to those other people, too, and try to wake them up and plant seeds while you can. You know, give them this book. Share the information with them. You know, do all you can to plant seeds. And, and it may not seem like it's soaking into them, you know, or they're, they really care right now, but one day something might click when something happens to them or their loved ones, and then they're going to remember the conversation you had with them, hopefully, or the website you gave them or the book you talked about or something, whatever it was. So, you know, keep 
keep trying to wake up people. And meanwhile, get prepared while you still can. Get this book and, and all the other things I told you about, the seeds and everything else you need, and get it while you can. Okay, coming up next is another live show for two hours. As far as I know, Frank, the owner of AVR, coming up next on The Frank Report. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful night. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR 2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR 2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. 
some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
sling a little mud in my four-wheel drive. Trick it on into town. Shoot a little eight ball down at the pool hall. Drink a beer with my friend. Now don't judge me and I won't judge you. Cause we all get judged in the end. Some people care about what other people think. Worry about what they say. Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, July 4th, 2016. It's about eight minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, let's see, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. If you'd like to call in and wish everyone a happy Independence Day. You know, really, folks, you ought to stop saying, oh, happy 4th of July, happy 4th of July, oh, it's the 4th. You know why? I've been reading today that... uh, it's very disturbing that you know not that surprising that many Americans out there have no clue okay they don't they don't know they don't have a clue they're just uh, oh it's the fourth yay what's that mean oh uh, was it the civil war was it the uh, they have no idea. None. Clueless. Like 40% of the whole country doesn't know what the hell's going on. Even the simplest things. So, you know, you could help them. Just simply by saying, Happy Independence Day. Now, why do you think they... Why do you think the media... Because, you know, this didn't just happen, Okay. It did not just happen that, oh, everybody just started calling it the 4th. 
because, you know, independence. Oh, my gosh. Independence. That's four syllables. I don't have enough energy to say all that. That's not why. Okay? The media bombarded everybody over and over from decades and decades. Fourth of July, Fourth of July, Fourth of July celebration, Fourth of July sale, Fourth of July this, Fourth of July that. Not Independence Day. Okay? Why? Oh, I know why. Because they don't even want you thinking about being independent. What have we been hearing since the 70s? Or what did they have in Philadelphia? Inter, uh, under Bill Clinton's presidency. Interdependence Day. Oh, yay. Let's celebrate our dependence. You know, I, I mean, really, and this is why. They don't want you even saying independence. Because you might think about it. You might think, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I like the idea of independence. Oh, no. No, no, no. They don't want no part of none of that. See, that's not okay. And this is why... Everybody calls it the 4th of July rather than Independence Day. Oh, let's see. Uh, well, let me just do a little thing here. The 4th of July. T-H-E-F-O-U-R-T-H-O-F-J-U-L-Y. That's 20 letters. I-N-D-E. P E N D what a A A or E N C Oh gee that's less letters. So I guess it's not because it's shorter. Huh? Fourth of July is more letters than Independence Day. So no, don't tell me because oh it's shorter. No, it's not shorter. Okay? See, that's something else you've been lied to about. Made to believe something that's not true. It's not shorter. They did it because they don't want you thinking about independence. They certainly never want you reading the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that would be very bad. Very, very bad indeed. And why would that be? Well, for one thing, it starts off with an idea. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Oh, see, now this is no good. They don't want people reading that. Do you mean what? When I'm politically attached to something, 
like, oh, you're in the state of whatever. Oh, you're part of the United States of whatever. Oh, you're part of, oh, you mean when it's not doing me any more good, I can dissolve those political bands? Uh-oh. They don't want anybody realizing, yes, actually, you can. Here's another thing they don't want you to know. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Uh, right there. All men are created Okay, you get it? So don't tell me this is not, uh, the foundations of this nation are not Christian. Now, listen. Jews believe God created the earth. I, I guess Muslims believe, you know, God created the earth. You know, so major religions believe we were created by God. Okay, that's not always the same God, but it's not, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are evolved equally. You ever see that anywhere? I didn't, I haven't seen that anywhere. See, they don't want you to also think, hey, wait a minute, the foundation of this nation does have God in it, not separated from it, part of it, not just part of it, but at the very core of it. Plus, they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, let's see. Now we have men being created by God and endowed by God with certain unalienable rights. That among these. And that means that these are not the only ones. Among is different than include. When you say including these in English language, when you say uh, including and then you name things, the including is an exclusionary phrase. In other words, only the things listed after the word including are what are included. Okay? It's an ex exclusionary term. Most people don't know that. They think it means anything they say plus these things. That's not what it means. It means nothing except these things. Including is just a slick way of doing that. But when you say among... Among these rights means there are others. These are just among them. All right? Whole different thing, man. Learn English, would you? Would you what were you all doing in school during English class? Man, I had to take summer school just to graduate, and it was because I failed a whole year of English, and I know this. 
that to secure these rights, meaning life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the others among them, governments are instituted among men, listen, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. See, they make the point. They didn't just say deriving their powers. Their just powers. Do you think it's just for the government to say, give me some money because, uh, I don't know, your grass is too long, your fence isn't painted, whatever. Or, hey, oops, we knocked on the wrong door and killed everybody inside. Sorry. Those are not just powers. Secret courts to decide, oh, no, it's okay. Uh, we gave a warrant, but, of course, we can't tell you why. We can't show you any affidavits, and we can't even show you the warrant. But just take our word for it. In our little secret court, we decided. We even wrote it down, but you can't see that either because it's secret. But we've decided to arrest you. That's not a just power. They're doing it, but it's not just. And it's not derived from the people. This is evidence that the government we have now is a rogue government. That's exactly what they are. They are a rogue government. They have committed a coup. And they are occupying the United States of America. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, those ends again, okay, is to secure your rights. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. See, they keep going, well, we've got to keep you safe. That's why you've got to stand in a three-mile-long line at the airport, and you've got to get there three hours early to, for an hour flight. Well, you know, that's fine, but, you know, uh, you have to balance safety and happiness together. Okay, they are not exclusive. It says safety and happiness, not safety or happiness. Safety and happiness. You have to come to a balance. You know, I could put you in a cement box. And I could chain you up. I could put you in a straitjacket and a nice padded cell, and you could live the rest of your life there, and I'll come and feed you and everything. And you will be absolutely safe. But are you going to be happy? Probably not. So, hmm. Are you happy standing in a TSA line three miles long for three hours at the airport? While you see Muslim bag handlers coming in and out of doors 
out onto the tarmac, into the terminal, all over, wherever they want to go. I saw it at Salt Lake City, at the airport there. I'd say 80% of the people that work as out on the tarmac and the you know the fuelers and the bag handlers are all Muslim in Salt Lake City. That's what I saw. And they just come and go as they please through any door anywhere. So they think, the government actually thinks that there's more chance that some disabled grandma in a wheelchair is going to wheel a bomb onto a plane that she's getting on rather than some Muslim freak putting a bomb in the luggage compartment while he sits on the ground and watches it blow up. Yeah, uh uh-huh. You couldn't make this stuff up, folks. If you did, somebody would say, well, you're crazy. You know, why don't you get real, realistic, man? Well, sad to say, this is reality. All right, where were we at? Yes, abolish it. Institute new government. Foundation safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. All experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Boy, is that the truth or what? Is that where we're living or what? Look at the Republican and Democratic parties, for crying out loud. How come we don't have a third party? Every Republican out there that's actually a conservative and likes liberty understands that the Republican Party doesn't represent any of that. They're neocons. They're nothing but communists that want to make money. That's all. And Democrats, really? You're for the people. You're for the little guy. You're for the workers. Really? And you're in the Democratic Party? You're a crack whore that is now your nominee takes more money from corporations than anybody ever has. But yet, you're still sitting there calling yourselves Democrats and Republicans. Why? Because, well, Papa was a Democrat, Mama was a Republican, I've got to be a Republican or a Democrat, too. Really? That's like these people that, you know, they never go to they've never been to a church. Okay? They've never cracked open a Bible. Yet they say, "Yeah, I'm a Catholic." Really? How do you know? Well, I was born a Catholic. Oh. I see. It's like the Jews. Well, I'm a Jew. Really? How do you know? Well, cuz my my mom was a Jew. Really? Are you sure? Can you trace your DNA back to Abraham? Because I don't think you can. Oh, wait. I don't have to think uh, uh, on that because it's already been tested. (laughs) Sorry. But it's okay because, you know, you folks out there that don't believe the Bible, this will mean nothing to you. But, hey, those of you that do, maybe you want to go look it up. There's a phrase in there that says, them that call themselves Jews... But are not. Hmm, who could that be? 
Well, regardless of who it is, it's not a good thing, okay? But it's the same with the Republicans and Democrats. You just call yours that because, oh, well, it's what I'm used to and I don't know. You know, well, hey, how about a third party? How about a fourth party? How about a fifth party? You don't think there's at least five or six different opinions in this country? And out of like 340 million people, you don't think you could get like five or six parties together? To where people who have differing opinions have somewhere to go and group together and maybe get some representation for their point of view? Nah, you don't need any representation. Just get that check filled out to the IRS. That ain't even a government agency. Hey, you ever get a letter from them? Check it out. They got to buy postage. Ooh, wait a minute. That's a real easy one. That's the first sign you're not dealing with a government agency. If they've got to pay postage, chances are they're not a government agency. Because government agencies do not have to pay postage. Oh, and there's more, but I'm not going to get into it. But the the point was, is to say that where evils are sufferable, then they right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Huh? Right? Are we living that or what? But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, oh man, we've got the usurper in the White House, pursuing invariably the same object in vices that design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, listen, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Folks, this is what we're celebrating today, okay? The government would have you think, oh, yeah, put out your American flag, uh, you know, uh, do this, do that, have a picnic. Hey, I know what we'll do. We'll fly some F-16s over your parade. How about that? Well, yeah, how about that? What do you think of that? Well, what I think of that, to me, that's a show of force from guess who? The government. The one that we are celebrating throwing the chains off from. Oh, sure, it was the British government, but what's the difference? Uh, What is the difference? Well, we go on here. Such has been the patient suffrage of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations. Pardon me? Let me write an executive order to my agencies telling them to disregard the law. Folks, that is the textbook usurper, usurperations. Oh, man. Plus, where's your birth certificate? Where's your medical records? Where's your education records? Who paid for your college? Who paid for your fancy public school? Let's get a DNA test. Who's your real daddy? Now, we get none of that. 
He's a usurper. He is not eligible to be president. Forget about being qualified. He's not eligible. He never was. But there he is. Repeated injuries and usurpations. All having indirect object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. Now, when we come back... I'm going to go through this. And why am I doing this? Well, obviously, because it is Independence Day. But also, to point out, this document was written 240 years ago, 250 years ago, maybe. And the fact of the matter is, the same situation, just modernized, that's all, but the same situation is in fact occurring right here, right now, in these here United States. But we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a bit. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, 
unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Monday, July 4th, 2016, Independence Day. It's about 8.41 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980. That'll get you on the air. But 
let me get back to where I was, because this is the good part, or the bad part. Because as long as we sit on our big fat asses and do nothing, it's the bad part. If it gets us up to do something about it, to make a change here, then it's a good part. Here's why. Facts to be submitted to a candid world. Remember, this is 250 years ago. They're talking about King George of England. Or as they like to call it, Great Britain. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Hmm, do you mean like immigration laws to keep our nation secure, to control the amount and quality of outsiders allowed into our nation? You mean like those kind of laws? Or how about some health laws about homosexuals being allowed to handle your food? How about that? Yeah. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance. You mean like Arizona? Going to pass their own laws to deal with? Illegal aliens and the federal government slapped them down? You mean like that? Unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. Gee, you mean like Obamacare? Yeah, we'll get around to uh, getting rid of that one of these millennia. Yeah, sure. Or, hey, we'll get around to doing something about the immigration. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. Well, you mean like... uh, Refuse to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation. Gee, you mean, that sounds a lot like, well, not really. It's got nothing to do with representation. It just has more to do with, uh, well, for instance, schools. Well, you'll do what we say, you'll do what I say, or I won't give you any more money, even though it's all your money and we stole it from you and we're only giving a little back. uh, But we won't give that little back if you don't do what we tell you. Oh, let's see here. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many firmnesses his invasions on the rights of the people. Folks, let's not forget, this this was like, I mean, you could look at this with the South, too. 
He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasions from without and convulsions within. Kind of like how they disrupt police forces and sheriff's departments all around the country. Oh, we're going to have a a Department of Justice investigation. Oh, we're going to have to fire a bunch of you. We're going to have to supervise your uh, what you do here. And they don't, and the whole thing just starts falling apart. He Now listen. Listen to this, folks. Listen very closely. This is from over 250 years ago. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges, listen, dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has created a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Let's see. Homeland Security, the IRS, the DEA, the DEQ, the FBI, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on and on. He has kept among us, in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. Well, boy, I guess it is with the consent of their legislatures now, because we have standing armies. Have you taken a look around at some of the uh, holiday celebrations? Yeah, it looks like it's going on somewhere near Beirut. Okay? Oh, it's okay. Everything about them looks exactly like a friggin' soldier, except, oh, it says sheriff or police on their Kevlar body armor. Let's see, they got the Nazi helmet, they got the Nazi goggles, they got the Nazi machine gun, they've got the Nazi body armor. Oh, but it's okay. They come rolling up in an MRAP. Oh, they're not soldiers. No, they're not soldiers. It's okay. It's not okay, folks. They are soldiers. They are a standing army. As a matter of fact, your National Guard has become a standing army, where it used to be the organized militia of the states of the Union. Now it is the standing army of the federal government, because I got bad news for all of you out there that think the state National Guard is under the direction of your governor. Well, they've been federalized. And we ain't got a governor in this whole country who's got the balls enough to stand up and say, you know what, keep your money, and we'll keep ours, and you ain't got nothing to say about our National Guard. You want them to be deployed somewhere, you come and ask me, and I'll decide. Sorry, we don't have anybody like that in any any state of the union just now. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior 
to the civil power. Well, point of the last thing, the so-called police and sheriffs and National Guard are the military. The Supreme Court rules that, oh, cops don't need to know the law. Oh, cops don't have to understand what they're doing. Oh, cops don't need to understand anything. All they have to do is suspect you of something, pull a gun and shoot you because they were in fear for their lives and they're good to go. Hey, sorry. Now, the only difference is in this document to today's world that I can see is that they mention he, 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 because they're talking about one guy, King George, the King of England. Well, we have more than just he. Well, we can look at Obama and hate on him with good reason, but he's not the only one. He's not doing this by himself. Look at the Supreme Court toting water for him. Look at the sad, sorry, sick situation in the United States Congress, and I mean Senate and House, where they're both majority Republican. You've got Paul Rhino, Speaker of the House, married to a Democrat lobbyist. I mean, those are the two heinous things you could ever be in the world. A lobbyist is nothing but a briber, somebody, you know, up in wherever they're at, bribing people with graft and favors. That's what lobbyists do, folks. They can wear nice clothes and make lots of money and all that. They're nothing but crooks buying favors from elected officials. That's bribery. And then a Democrat, well, that speaks for itself, you all know. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. What does that mean? A jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution. Well, folks, nothing changes, okay? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Foreign jurisdictions. Folks, I, I, <laughs> Aladask and I talk about this a lot on Al's show. There's something going on jurisdictionally. There's something going on with venue. They have created another game. It is unconstitutional. It is extra-constitutional. All right? You know, Al, Al thinks and he believes that, you know, because... If it is a military district or a territory that the constitutional does the Constitution does not apply, I don't view that as necessarily true. I think the federal constitution applies everywhere that the federal government controls because see. The federal constitution ain't got nothing to do with me. I didn't take any oath to uphold the federal constitution. And unless you're some kind of government employee of some kind, neither of you. Okay? So it ain't got nothing to do with me. And let's keep in mind out there 
Well, let's not just keep in mind. Let me... Oh, I got distracted by shiny things, see? Blinking lights and stuff. <laughs> oh, anyway, so... Where were I? Multitude? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, here we go. Jurisdiction. Yeah, I believe that the uh, whoever's taking an oath, it applies to them. Because, look, let's go here... Uh, where am I here? Oh, I forgot something. Where the heck is it? Oh, man. Just talk about amongst yourselves for a second here. Ah, here we go. Ah, the conventions of a number of the states having at the time of their adopting the Constitution expect this desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added. Okay? Now... The thing about this is that restrictive clauses, the whole, okay, the body of the Constitution basically has nothing to do with the people. It's setting up the government, how you're going to run, what your jobs are, what your duties are, what your obligations are, what your some restrictions are. If it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. You're not allowed to make up things. How many things? Can you find the Department of Education? In the Constitution? Can you find the Department of Energy in the Constitution? Can you find any of those things? Because you know what? They're not there. And you might say, well, good golly, I mean, how could we have anything without that? Really? Do you really believe that the state you live in is not capable of providing public schools? Oh, actually, it's your local school board. Even the state you live in isn't supposed to be controlling the education of your children. You are. You're supposed to be going to these local board meetings. You're supposed to be controlling those people. You're supposed to be telling them, listen, this is what we want our children learning. The, this, this, that, and the other thing, forget it. If we catch you teaching that, somebody's going to jail. Anyway, I doubt I'm getting through this. Uh, where am I here? Pretended legislation. There we go. For courting large bodies of armed troops among us. Oh, come on. ATF, DEA, even the Forest Service is armed now. But they don't want you having guns. For protecting them by mock trial. Oh, I was in fear for my life. Oh, good to go, officer. You get to go free because, well, after all, you were in fear for your life. Why? Because you said so. Yeah. Protecting them from punishment by mock trial. For any murders which they may commit on the inhabitants of these states. For cutting off trade with all parts of the world. Well, now you might say, well, they haven't done that. Well, yes, they actually have. 
NAFTA and the World Trade Organization and the TPP is doing that. They call it free trade. For crying out loud, folks, they call the Patriot Act the Patriot Act. Does that seem patriotic to you? There's nothing free about free trade. It's a corporate welfare giveaway system. That's all it is. It's a way to screw the American worker and profit the multinational corporations. And you can argue all day long, and all I have to do is point to the statistics. Hey, that's what's gone on. That's how it's worked. I don't care what your little ideas were. They were wrong. This is how it actually works. For imposing taxes on us without our consent. Oh, but they say the IRS tax is voluntary. <laughs> voluntary compliance. Uh-huh. Sure it is. For depriving us, in many cases, of the benefits of trial by jury. Hey, get a traffic ticket. Tell them you want a jury. No way. For transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. Oh, really? That's kind of like, uh, not a, uh, a, you know, we don't go across the sea, but if you're charged with a federal crime in California, you may end up doing time in Colorado or Tennessee, thousands of miles away from your friends and family. Yeah, that goes on now. For abolishing the free system of English laws in neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at one an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule in these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments like... Uh, taking away the state suffrage in the Senate, like trying every day of the week to take away your right to self-defense. Yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for all of us in all cases whatsoever. Yeah, tell me how federal law applies within the State of the Union. Can you? I don't think you can. But that's as far as I got. Maybe I'll pick it up tomorrow there because, you know what, folks? It's important for people to understand the more things change, the more things stay the same. We're in the same pickle they were 250 years ago. We got a tyrant in office, and it ain't just Obama. It's that whole stinking cesspool we call a Congress. It's that whole cesspool we call a Supreme Court. And it's every one of those leech parasites that call themselves a bureaucrat in Washington, D.C., they all need to go. And the only one's going to make them go is you. Anyway, I'll be back in a few minutes. We'll have Dean Lauren on as we do every Monday evening for the second hour. So stay tuned if you can. If you can't, thanks for listening. Saying I was here first. This is my piece of dirt. And your rambling don't rattle me. American Voice.
Space Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome back, everybody, who is joining from the first hour, and welcome to those of you just joining in now. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Monday, July 4th, 2016, Independence Day, and it is almost nine minutes after 9 p.m. Pacific time, and those of you out there, regular listeners, know that means on Mondays when I say it's 9 o'clock, This is the second hour, and you also know that means we've got Dean Lauren coming to us live from New York City. Welcome, Dean. Well, thank you, Frank, and, uh, and what's wrong we have with to start sound? off. Wait a minute. What's wrong with your sound? Uh, nothing. Why? 
Okay, well... You sound good. No, you don't. You sound... Uh, hey, let me see if I can fix this here. Okay, fix the economy, stupid. Well, gee. Uh, I don't think I'm okay. going to be able to. What it is is your volume is far too loud. Okay, so let me uh, turn down my volume then. Yes, that would do it. That would do... Uh, okay. Yeah, because I'm even hearing a lot of background, like it's just way loud. Okay, so give me a moment. I have to figure out how we do this. Well, you, uh, can, do but, either, you can do it in Skype. You go up into Tools and then uh, Audio Settings, and uh, you should be able to put a little blue bar down there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, close Windows Skype. Preferences, maybe? What? I don't see it. Tools. I'm not, you know, folks, this is what we're, we're, we're looking at here. Uh, how to deal with the... Uh, well, you know what? I don't know. I'll just put type in here audio. Right, wait a minute. I'm, I'm trying to adjust you on this end. Go ahead. Okay, how's that? Well, that's better. better. That's better. During the break, maybe you can uh, go through your sound, but uh, you know that'll work for right now. It's just I've got I've got you almost all the way down, uh, but at least hey, you know it's taking out the background noise and all that. So what's on the uh, plate for today? Okay, let's let's go from the point that the end user certificates for the Jordanian. Black market of weapons, the United States, CIA, all the weapons we moved to for the Syria and uh, incidents with ISIS, they were being redirected to the black market and sold by Jordanians. Isn't that nice? Sweet. And... Now, we have are one of the, the few people who, uh, how does that sound? I turned my, vo my volume down a little bit. Yeah, just leave it the way it is until break. Just concentrate on what you're doing. Okay, great. And um, so, you know, those end-user end certificates, that's where the country signs off that, you know, hey, United States CIA, we are buying these weapons from you, and we promise not to resell them. Now, so, now, of course. Now, now, it's good that you explain this, because a lot of people don't know what an end-user certificate actually is. Now, when you say they sign off, it isn't just one person in one place. Don't several agencies have to sign off? Well, most importantly, the King of Jordan, who is allegedly an ally, signed off, as well as the Secretary of State. If I remember, that was Hillary Clinton, because these, and I'm sure some of Kerry's weapons that were shipped over were also distributed. Now, folks, this is what we call the Fast and Furious of ISIS. Everybody remembers Fast and Furious with the FBI supplying the very weapons through the State Department that will be used to kill our agents. Oh, and by the way... They have verified Signed off by Hillary Clinton. They have verified what? now Dean. They have verified now that one of the weapons that was used in the uh you know, that Paris shooting was yes. in fact 
a fast and furious weapon from Arizona. Sold by the NYPD. Well, the, 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 art, the article didn't go into who sold it and all that. They just uh, identified it. Right. So what we're really looking at now, folks, is... Uh, 1993, the World Trade bombing, where the FBI sold the terrorists the explosives to blow up the garage in 1993. So we have 1993, we have Fast and Furious, which was what, 2010, 2011? We've got Benghazi, in which Italy got caught selling the weapons to Yemen with Hillary's end user certificates. And now we've got the Jordanians on the black market and they have the hugest weapon market. Uh, it's like the Casbah of weapons every year. So, and on top of all of this, two big things happened today. The first is the Bank of England issued their financial stability record a report. Did the Bank of England keep its nose clean? The other thing that came up on the news periscope, Hillary Clinton's burn bag in which she would burn her daily reports of the people she met each day instead of filing them with the State Department. Well, and it, it, it's even worse than that because, you know, if she was burning every single one, then you could say, well, you're just an idiot who didn't understand that you're not supposed to do that. But she didn't burn every single one. She only burned certain ones. Yes. And this is why everybody is in a titter with Loretta Lynch, because when she was the Eastern District of New York attorney for the United States for Brooklyn, the Eastern District, she had her offices in 165 Cabman Plaza East, where the U.S. Marshals are. And coincidentally, that's where Hillary has her campaign offices, right next to the U.S. attorney's offices. You now, that's that also where the marshals are. For them to go arrest her. Uh, or give her the inside news. So, folks, last week I brought up the issue of Lydia Raiden, how we were again jumped by these marshals. Now, Frank, I sent you an email, and in it, there's a link to the actual report that, uh, not the report, but... Uh, You're talking about that PDF? For outside contractors that do business with the marshals in the Second Circuit. Huh. And it's and it says any of you thugs that are hired, you can't tell anybody that you're a marshal, and you have to carry identification in your wallet. Now, folks, 
When I asked for identification from this man, he said he had none. So this man, who wanted to jump Eric last Friday, while our backs were turned, and to the Marshal Panetta, or Panetta, who actually did, in fact, jump Lydia on January 28th in front of my eyes, these were outside contractors brought on board for muscle, trained thugs under the handling of U.S. Marshals, because in every instance they're being handled. Shane Doyle is one of them. So far, she's the only U.S. Marshal seen in the presence of both of these black men. And I caught her specifically giving handling signals. So that's something we're going to talk about after the break. So the marshals are hiring attack dogs to to go along with them. Yeah, and they're the ones that are physically assaulting whistleblowers and everything in the courts. And then, of course, this way the U.S. Marshal's office has clean hands. It's the outside contractor who did it. So there's but a new again, sheriff now, in you, town. You had mentioned last week that this this actual marshal girl was uh, directly supervising these so-called contractors. Absolutely. So that that's not really clean hands. Mm, you might say that, Frank, but I couldn't possibly comment on it. <laughs> but let's talk about clean hands and agents and the Rikers Island toxic waste pit at the south end of the island right across from LaGuardia, which Chuck Schumer is desperate to clean up without anybody knowing because if the level of toxicity in this toxic waste pit next to the runway that looks like a disguised peripheral road, a, a runway that runs the drugs directly to Marine Terminal A across the water for shipment to Boston. Well, little Chucky would probably have a heart attack because they'd have to probably evacuate Rikers Island. The casino plans on Rikers would be put down. LaGuardia would have to be looked at for toxicity levels buried all around it. It would destroy uh, Chuck Schumer. Dean, you're becoming bad for business here. No, no, good business if you're one of the prisoners being held in there and forced against the, the toxic fumes. You're one of the guards. The guards are coming down with cancers after two or three years because they have to patrol right on top of the toxic waste. Don't they have a union? Yeah, the guy's being arrested. <laughs> uh, Clarence N- Norman from the Corrections Officer Union. He's under indictment. No, I think he was convicted. He's convicted. They're waiting to see what his sentence is going to be. Now, 
talking about bad cops, we just had about, oh, eight of them. No, yeah, eight of No, nine. They can, NYPD scandal cops can keep their pensions. Big article today. Deputy Chief John Sprague, Inspector Peter de Blasio. Hmm, I want to refer to the relation to our mayor. Deputy Chief David Colon, Chief Philip Banks, Inspector James Grant, Deputy Chief Eric Rodriguez, Deputy Chief Michael Harrington, Deputy Chief Andrew Capul, Detective Michael Milici, all with ties to the 75th Precinct that moved the heroin. That was, uh, Dowd was the officer that made the big uh, 1993, I think, scandal. All these officers then moved out to the 88th Precinct, the 94th Precinct in Williamsburg, Greenpoint, the 90th Precinct. We just had the 1697 Candy Store, massive heroin bust in the 88th. Heroin being pulled out left and right. The new sheriff is in town, Frank. Bratton is taking all the envelopes now. And now the word on the street is he's trying to get rid of de Blasio. Now, de Blasio is defending him as the chief of police, now realizing that Bratton is sticking knives in de Blasio's back. So what's wrong with de Blasio? Is he, is he like, particularly stupid that he... He doesn't realize what's going on or what? Well, they got him up. Uh, They're investigating him. They're about ready to arrest him for taking money through nonprofits. So with that, i got to dedicate tonight's song, I think. i tell you, all these politicians are using these foundations and uh, nonprofits as their own little piggy banks, aren't they? Yes, they are. That's, in fact, the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. Uh, Emily's List. That's the Madoffs. Um, you know, now there's talk on the street with the Brit exit. Deutsche Bank in Germany came out and said, well, they got to leave real quick. Britain's got to get out now. Within 12 hours, the IMF had issued a statement. Deutsche Bank failed to pass their stress test and were on the edge of recklessness. Deutsche Bank fell last week, Frank, on Wednesday with that statement. It wasn't even in the news. Reckless, folks, termed Reckless by the IMF. Boy, that's the pot calling the kettle black. So, I got to dedicate this song tonight. And I got to dedicate it to everybody who I saw fireworks with tonight in the ghetto. Crown Heights. I'm talking I was surrounded by fireworks to the left. I was surrounded by fireworks from Macy's to the right. The illegal fireworks over the parapet. Let me... Let me tell you, folks, I can tell you three things America's got. They got gunpowder. They got gunpowder. And they got hellacious music because the girls across the street were outrageous with the sex monkey music. 
It was jamming. Sounds then like we had you, the other neighbors. Pardon? Sounds like you had an enjoyable Independence Day. Oh, my God. I've never seen such beautiful fireworks. And then the people across the street with all the illegal fireworks, and I'm talking there was a hell of a lot of illegal fireworks all over Brooklyn tonight. That even matched the Mar- Macy's parade. And I'm talking, they're flying over the parapet while I'm at. And everybody's, this woman standing next to me going, you know, there's a, an incredible amount of illegal fireworks tonight. And she goes, I've never been this quite close to them. And I'm serious, folks. They're exploding no more than 30 yards from us. And we're on the sixth floor. <laughs> it was quite invigorating. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to go next week. Gee. Or next year. Well, hey, you know what? You want you like that sort of thing? You could go to Chicago any weekend. Uh, and I'm just going to say before we go to break that Bank of America, remember when that they said I stole the $70,000 and it ended up in a bank in Las Vegas with Merrill Lynch? Okay, yeah. Well, they found out that Bank of America was double counting, just like I said. So what, you're off the hook? All right, well, it looks like Dean has uh, some uh, Internet problems there. Maybe it's the fireworks that are getting uh, his Internet connection. So we'll just run the break. We're right at the time anyway or real close. And we'll hear the dedication when he comes back. And right now, we'll take a break. say you're riding high in April shot down in May but I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top on top in June People get their kids stepping on dreams. A puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, 
back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Monday, July 4th, Independence Day, 2016. About 9.38 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is you're where, we, where you're at, we're live. Now, a little uh, housekeeping that I forgot in the first hour, and I forgot in the first half of this hour, and now I'm remembering. There's a new chat room. I think it's pretty cool. It works, seems to work pretty good. Not very many people have gotten in there yet because you do have to re-sign up, okay? And this one will send you an email because uh, what ends up happening if you don't do that, and yeah, I know, it sucks that just some people have to wreck it for everybody, but that's what always happens, right? The thing is, people will go in and it'll say, oh, yeah, put in your email. But there'll be no verification, so they'll just put in anything, d at c dot com, and it'll take it because it's the right format, and then they come. And they'll use one name, and then they'll set up another one, and they'll use a different name, and it'll all be the same person, and they'll come in here and play that game. And uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's good to do that, so... Now there's going to be an email verification. What that means is you sign up. It sends you an email. You click the link, and then you uh, log in. You don't click the link, you don't log in. Simple as that. You, you give a phony email, you don't get the email. You don't log in. Pretty simple. Now, if you're having troubles, if there's some kind of glitch, because uh, it's worked for everybody so far, but, you know, it's uh, things can happen. Uh, so if it does, just put down your screen, the screen name you want to use, your name, and uh, what state you're from, and I will set up an account for you, and I will email you the information, Okay meaning I'll reply to your email. So don't try to send up smoke signals and ask me. It's got to be by email. Don't try to call on the phone and ask because it's not going to happen. It's going to happen through email because, you know, and these accounts now, I'm not playing games anymore with, uh, you know, I don't even know what to call these. I guess they're properly called trolls, okay? And nothing's 100%, but you do what you can. And if you don't want to go through all that, then, you know, Go chat somewhere else, I suppose. But it's a really cool chat room, and uh, you just uh, click on AVR and chat on the uh, menu, and you'll be able to, you know, sign up and go in. And plus, there's an added bonus. It is mobile responsive. I know Dean likes that that whole terminology there. Mobile responsive, meaning... That you can actually, and I've tried it on an on an iPhone 4 anyway. It's uh, it's pretty, it's cool. You can actually, it actually works on your mobile phone. Okay, the the old chat room, that was one thing that it didn't do very well. I mean, you could, and I tried, and it was difficult. Uh, this is much easier on a mobile phone. So anyhow, so that's new. That's there. Uh, the the you know that's how it's going to be pretty much. And uh. So anyway, so there you go. Let's bring back Dean. Uh, welcome back, Dean. Tell us about what that—that's life, huh? 
That's Life by Frank Sinatra, live from Frank. Yeah. How am I coming in? Better? Yes, much. Okay. So, what, and yours was, uh, I, I, I failed to identify, so you better tell him. Oh, well, you, you made a good you made a good shot at it, though. You did guess uh, uh, the Kinks, which isn't a bad guess for the beginning of that song there, because uh, it it does sound kind of kink-like, but it's uh, Dire Straits. Ah, uh, so when we were cut off before, I was discussing the Bank of America and how the money at Bank of America they had in their vault. They were also declaring that the money at Merrill Lynch, which is a separate company that they own, was also... Merrill Lynch is owned by Bank of America? Yes. Okay, see, I didn't know that. So they were taking the money in Merrill Lynch and counting it as if it was in the vaults of Bank of America. (laughs) And in fact, they were shifting it without the investors knowing. So when the SEC wrote, nobody was harmed, let's see exactly what they they wrote here. I I, I just love this because, you see, I was one of those people, folks, that I was accused of stealing $70,000. And they said, here it is in a bank in Las Vegas in Bank of America. I said, but I only have $70,000 in a Merrill Lynch account. I don't have any account in Las Vegas. And so they wrote, while no customers were harmed and no losses were incurred, our responsibility is to protect customer assets. Well, when I called Merrill Lynch, they ended up calling the city of New York and telling them to drop the criminal charges against me. When, in fact, they were committing the crime. Taking the estate money of Evelyn Goldberg and using it overnight banks and lending it without authority. And they got caught. So I, I, I just bring that out to you. And Now, I see here that you put $415 million penalty. Yes, that was with the SEC Bank of America settled with the SEC for doing that. Except for they didn't call me and tell me, oh, well, we're sorry about what you went through. Well, you weren't. That's because you weren't injured. Right. You just, it was another day in the, you know, everybody gets charged with felonies every day. It's just, you know, part of the day. Right, yeah. And to make it worse, it was a bank in Las Vegas. Well, how handy for you when you go gambling. I, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> they were lending money through the Las Vegas casinos. Or laundering it through there. So I also sent you, with the music email, the court security CSO program. So court security officers program for the Second Circuit. And it says court security office program is managed by the Judicial Security Division within the United States Marshal Service. The Office of Court Security is responsible for managing and developing an effective nationwide physical security program for federal judiciary court facilities. OCS oversees security services performed by more than 5,000 contract 
court security officers filling over 4,200 authorized full-time and shared positions. That's what the black men were. Now, Dean, I have a question because I'm looking at this thing. It says 2nd, 9th, and 10th Federal Judicial Circuit. Why is it only the 2nd, 9th, and 10th? There's lots more. There's, what, seven more circuits. What about them? You know, Frank, that's a very, because this has to do with solicitations on there. I mean, because so, the second is in New York, the ninth is out in California and here. You know, I, I mean, these are not even next to each other, these circuits. So it kind of tells you that the second, ninth, and tenth are being rigged by the same people, because I'm just telling you, they tried to. They beat Lydia up on January 28th, and then they tried to assault me through Eric this past Friday. Now, I sent you my affidavit in the email, and I'm going to just read you the last two paragraphs for my affidavit. And I sent my affidavit, or I am sending it, to the Southern District of New York Chief Judge Colleen McMahon who I personally met with at the court, uh, the court of no record, to which they were trying to get jurisdiction over Lydia Radin for a vicious assault committed on her by this black agent. So I write, Southern District of New York, Chief Judge Colleen McMahon, I make reference to skin color solely to identify a pattern and practice of persons with white or very pale complexions associated with the Irish and Mr. Anderson Cooper lookalike that appears to be in command or in position of superior command to direct males of dark skin that appear to be training for U.S. marshal positions as enforcers or those paid to do bodily harm. As someone who was born and raised in Washington, D.C., and whose brother trained Secret Service agents to serve and protect trainees much like your Anderson Cooper lookalike, and did protect presidents from Ronald Reagan to George W. Bush, I would like to further note for the record that the pattern exhibited on federal property of white people directing black men to act in a violent manner to women, and I don't really care if these women are black or white, needs to be addressed rather than swept under the carpet in proceedings allegedly made off the record and to which you... Chief Judge Colleen McMahon stood outside the very courtroom while everyone assembled inside to create a false and misleading record concerning a very young woman who had a very bright future as a doctor, thrown in Rikers Island without due process, trial, or opportunity to present evidence solely because Miss Raiden a young woman stood up and identified unlawful billing practices conducted by Yeshiva University School of Medicine. Chief 
Judge McMahon. 500 Pearl Street is under your jurisdiction. You are directly responsible for the actions of the U.S. Marshals, judges, and magistrates. I bring this to your attention as you ordered me to bring it to your attention in writing at approximately 10.05 a.m. Friday, June 24, 2016, and as memorialized on video. Sworn to. Oh, yeah, you got the seal. It's notarized. It's a, it's an affidavit, man. You know, when that magistrate, I asked her, I said, is anybody going to take my witness statement as being the only live witness? Impartial. Impartial at that. No, not going to take it. <laughs> All we want is jurisdiction over Lydia Raiden so we can slap her in Rikers again and have some contract guard beat the crap out of her. Or we can put her in a cell with some other thugs and let them work her over. That's the game, Frank. So tonight we have to discuss three items, and I think we can do it in 10 minutes. If you talk fast. Now, is there anything you want to talk about? Because Nah. We'll be... Okay. Now, so, I, uh, I did my whole show on the Declaration of Independence, basically. No, I hope you mentioned the fireworks. No, um, I, we all we heard was some maybe gunshots. <laughs> you know, people just shooting off their guns. All right, so, folks, the reason why you're seeing all these murders in the news is because, uh, and terrorist stuff is, number one, We've got a fast and furious program going on where the FBI is moving weapons internationally with the CIA, and they're getting caught. And these weapons are being signed off by the Secretary of State, both Mrs. Clinton and Mr. Kerry. So what we're going to talk about is the fact that Prince uh, Mohammed bin Naif, who is the crown prince, Saudi Arabia is is having a problem beginning in 2019 because they can't really lay off the assassination of the palace. They continue to run the Yemen heroin, which, by the way, was run through the 75th precinct. So that's that's an issue that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. How do we avert the 2019 fall of the Saudi Arabian government to assassination? The second is, in 2019, coincidentally, the Rockefeller, 1953, 1983, 2013 plans to destabilize the economies are back in play to destroy the 2020 assets of China so that they collapse. Because you remember, Frank, they mortgaged the United States in 1953 with the oil to standard oil. They refinanced it with fracking gas in 1983 under Reagan 
And in 2013, you know, you don't get third mortgages. They were to collapse it. But Saudi Arabia dropped the price of oil when the assassination failed. So 2013, you got to figure, you break it down into quarters, that's seven years. 213 and 7 is 220. Do the math. That means they got to take down China in 2020. Well, you know, I've I've noticed today, I haven't really, uh, I didn't do a lot of news looking because it's kind of slow today, but one story keeps popping up on many different sites that I look at, and that is, uh, I don't have one in front of me right now, but it goes like this. China is facing... Uh, 1929 sort of collapse. No, it's not. Well, that's what uh, that's the story all over the place today. You see, folks, it's not a 1929 collapse because, first of all, they don't have the same type of government as us. They have different mechanisms in place. Hey, we don't have the same government we had in 1929 either. So I want to talk about the Pentagon, because now that you bring it up, because <laughs> Did I? there's going to be a major collateral damage in 2018 to the generals and admirals in the Pentagon. Little house cleaning. Everybody who didn't deliver in 2016. You're X'd into 18. Now, coincidentally, word on the street is all the major Arab countries are saying we don't need the United Nations. And with Brit exit, we don't need NATO. Why would we want to have an international government that we pay for that's stabbing us in the back? moving weapons into mercenary programs against our interests. I mean, that's what Jordan did. They took weapons signed off by Hillary and made donations to the Clinton Foundation and then sold those weapons at an open bazaar. Go ahead, look at it on YouTube. Type in Jordanian weapon sales for 216. It was a huge event, big tents, planes, jets, tanks, rail guns, everything for sale. All the things I'd like. Yeah, anything's around the house. So you got to ask yourself, this is a transition government we're seeing right now go into effect. New sheriffs are in town nationwide. Hillary Clinton, will she be indicted? Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting watching everybody out there because it's almost like they want to see where all her people are. And they're waiting. So now Loretta Lynch meeting with Clinton, and it's pretty obvious that she passed on information. Not about the grandkids either. Because they had to set up each other's schedule 72 hours in advance And I'm sure that Clinton threw his in the burn bag. 
Now, they had to discuss it in such a way because they couldn't discuss it at 165 Cabin Plaza. So let's say she is indicted. This would make way for Bernie Sanders to fill the void. And right now, Comey is heavily invested in Trump through Al D'Amato, his handler. Al D'Amato owns Michael Comey. The Rockefellers own Michael Comey. That's the bottom line, folks. So now they got to get their person on the throne. It's a game of thrones. So at this point, Hillary's got to go. Because she's not playing the Rockefeller game. She's gone solo. She's skimmed. She's got body bags and burn bags. No, the moment you skim from the big boys on the heroin, you're out of the game. Now, Bernie hasn't skimmed yet. So he's still in the game. Donald Trump, Atlantic City, little skimming, folks. You know what they say. Number one rule, you can't break it. So Donald, the vice president you nominate, will stand in your shoes, guaranteed. Every, we got Everybody's taking bets back in D.C. how long you got to live. Because once you make that nomination and that person steps up to the podium, you're irrelevant, Mr. Trump. They could take you down, push you right off the platform with some olive oil, and then that vice president that you nominated would step right in your shoes. So we get back to the issue of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Naif, whose very life hangs in the balance of the very CIA who ordered the assassination of his father and to the other Crown Princes. Will they be able to overcome 2019 China avoid a CIA takedown in 220 and Pentagon. How would you say it, Frank? They're throwing the admirals and generals to the dogs. Well, it's their own fault. You know, I mean, they tried to play along and they didn't stand up and they, they're just a bunch of little sissy men is what they are. The Pentagon, Girly men, that's what we call them. Yeah, well, that's what Arnold calls them. But, you know, the thing is that the Pentagon is a disgrace, all right? Uh, you I mean, said it, not me. Through and through, it's a disgrace. Every one of those admirals or generals should be hanged for treason. You know, do because, tell, do tell. Well, if they don't stand up and say, listen, uh, okay, look, you're uh, you're committing treason. You have to stop or we'll have to arrest you, you know, uh, and they don't. They never do. They never have. They've never stood up. They've never done a darn thing. And they just sit there, and half of them are on the take and doing the dirty business because they go, well, you know, hey, that's how you play the game. That's what you got to do. This is how it's done. And, and they just do it. In the meantime, the and that's very not weapon... to, but listen. That's not to say the commanders on the ground aren't aren't 
different, aren't better, aren't good. And the troops that have no clue what the hell's going on with any of them. But their morale is real bad. You know, I was reading about that Iranian, uh, those two ships, they, they, they took the crew, and then right. they, they gave them back. But, I mean, and the crew told them everything. They said, hey, yeah, sure, you want passwords to things? You want to know how fast we go? Yeah, no problem. And the Navy's all bent out of shape because, well, they were supposed to just give their name, rank, and serial number. And the reason they didn't is because they don't feel any loyalty to the military because the military, the troops on the ground, the, the sailors in the ships, realize these bunch of numbnuts are morons and they're criminals and they they don't deserve any loyalty. Most soldiers and sailors are in the military, U.S. military right now, either for a paycheck or some ulterior motive. And then we have to ask the magic question. At what point did all these generals and admirals realize that all the guns in the Yemen ISIS hands, in the Syrian ISIS hands, in Benghazi's hands were American paid for. Fast and furious. Oops. And with that, I think music time's over. It is. It is over, way over, we're over, we're late, but hey, it's good to be king, and we'll play the music now. Thanks for being on, Dean. We'll see you again next week, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Kind of pretty. Got another verse to it? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Sing it. Where he say jumps by day and night the eye is clanging like forgotten. Toil and toil and when we die, my spirit is on a grave. By and by, break my chains into the bush I'll go. When I get to Mexico Give me that guitar <laughs> Music time's over <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just going to circle up here a while And uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.